father was a boy, he told me stories of dragons. Dragons flew all across the world and are great. But then one day I met a queen, and I told her a terrible truth that haunts me to this day. That they are dragons, Khaleesi, and they can never be tamed. But we're talking about dragons that can't be tamed today, because How to Train Dragon was great! It actually was. I really enjoyed that movie. Hey, guys. Did we find the world that was hidden? I don't know. you have to stay tuned and find out. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. It's the, was it, 131? Yeah. 131, episode number 131 of the Fake Nerd Podcast. I'm Ben Magnet, joined by Brendan T. McClure, Ryan James, Ethopolis Esquire, and Belty friend, Spark Wickwitty. Yep. We don't talk about skin condition anymore. Wait, Spark or Sparks? Spark, Sparks. There we go. There's a thing of that. At this point, the joke could just be it's inconsistent. Yeah. Okay. That works. Hey guys. The joke is I'm inconsistent. Oh sure. Damn. <laughs> okay. No, no, you're like you're like Pete Diddy. He was Puff Daddy. He was Sean Combs. You're just you're transitioning. I'm uh, just gonna be KZ Witty. There you go. Oh. Just give it a little bit of time. Oh lord. At this point, yeah. Be a DJ. Be the artist formerly known as Sparks. <laughs> How was your guys' week? It was it was a uh, great. Oh, it was so good. It was pretty good. Uh, we finished just just because of entertainment. We, we sound finished like Twin we just Peaks. had sex for the first. We time. finished Twin Peaks. <laughs> yeah, it's basically the same thing, I guess. It's basically the same thing. <laughs> that show, damn. Oh, good. So Bananas. yeah, so yeah. Uh, I've said it before, Twin Peaks is my favorite show. It's not for everyone. I'm really glad you seem to connect with it. Oh man, that was such a satisfying conclusion. Like it's satisfying in its unsatisfaction. Like it literally doesn't answer anything, and it opens way more doors. But like, but it's so satisfying. It, it creates a conversation. And again, like yeah. I said last time we talked about it, there is no other show like Twin Peaks. No. And they all, things try excuse to... Excuse me, excuse me. Riverdale. Things try to be... Stop. Not even, Stop. No, after... Because I watched the pilot of Riverdale. No, it just... It, it is not Twin Peaks. It's not If people same. actually watch Twin Peaks, nothing is like Yeah, Twin it's Peaks. like... It's like it, when people, say, when people like, say it's like Twin Peaks, it's like, hey, I think I know what Twin Peaks is. No, you don't. No, you don't. Like, no, you, you have don't. the vague idea of Twin Peaks, but you haven't watched it. Mm-hmm. That's that's the impression of, like, Riverdale and that uh, kind of thing. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm glad you liked it. Oh, man, that was so good. Yeah. That was so, so good. Okay. That was basically the highlight of my week, yeah. Because mm-hmm. we're at, right before we um, we left uh, Chino today, Sparks showed uh, Ryan and I this... Um, oh, my God. <laughs> this Japanese coffee commercial... I can't believe ...with the real. cast of Twin Peaks in it. As in, they flew out to what they were uh, filmed in Washington, right? Yeah. This yeah. Japanese ad agency flew a TV crew out to Washington where they rec- uh, where they record the show, did the, a, ser- a, a literal series of commercials. Like three minutes of commercials. Three minutes of commercials. But a that are of- a sequential storyline. Yes. For this Georgia coffee. I don't know if it's still around or not. And <laughs> just from watching that, I'm thinking, holy shit. And Twin Peaks is big in Japan. Yeah, you know? it's weird that it's so big in Japan, but also like... Like, if you've never if you've never seen Twin Peaks, that's a good amalgamation and like uh, approximation of what Twin Peaks is, just with some Japanese flair. Yeah. Uh-huh. But it's super weird and kooky, and Cooper's being Cooper. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> the log lady's there. Like, I can't believe like the log lady's in a commercial. It's true. Good job, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> what what'd she say? She was like, "It's, it's true. true. It's yeah, true. It's true." She, it's, she says it's true in every single commercial <laughs> until it gets the last one where she says, "Watch." <laughs> uh, so now, I, I, if you forget these people are actors because you see the log lady and she's usually in distress or sad a lot. Yeah, yeah. Because her, seeing her go, "It's true." And I'm like, "Oh my god." <laughs> <laughs> so because of that, those series of commercials and you guys talking about how good Twin Peaks is and how it's like Kingdom Hearts. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh-huh. Shut up. No. Yeah. I want to come over and watch it with you, Ryan. 
you're you might have. I little we literally just did a six month rewatch of the entire show, so you, I need I need some time. Okay, yeah, I know, yeah. no, take yourself what, some time, but let me know when you're ready to rewatch it because I want to gen- jump in. Genuinely, on this show. Ryan and I've talked about more than once where it's like I desperately wish that Brandon had seen Twin Peaks and only Twin Peaks so that we uh-huh. could have a special where Ryan and I oh. know both things, but you only know Kingdom Hearts and Brandon only knows Twin Peaks, and we try to explain. You know what? The individually, the other series. You know what? Future <laughs> special. Let's do that. I am gonna watch all Twin Peaks. I can wait. I waited 13 years for Kingdom Hearts three. I'm a patient man. Give me six months. Wait 25 years for Twin Peaks. Yo, I I will watch Twin Peaks before I watch Game of Thrones. That's weird. That is. I think you'll like Game of Thrones a lot more. Game of Thrones is a lot easier to understand. So I've heard. I don't know. No. Yeah. No. It is. Yeah. (laughs) Game of Thrones is definitely easier to understand than Twin Peaks. Just wanted to make sure. Yeah. Ooh boy. But yeah, uh, that that happened. Um, We watched some movies. We did. I also finished Kingdom Hearts 3. Nice. Right, right. Yeah, he finished it before I did. Not surprising. Yeah. Okay, fine. You stop before the end and then do everything else. But uh, he, I, he goes to the end. I, yeah. I Well, I did everything that he's been doing, but I did it as I went. Uh, yeah. I see. And uh, I, I finished it. Um, does some stuff. It's good. Worth it's, the wait? It's, Worth it's, the wait? It's good. Um, there, are, there, are things, there are things that I'll have to talk to people about at some point. I can't talk to anybody about it because nobody else has finished the game that I know. But I, th- there's stuff. <laughs> uh, I got uh, uh, I got a streaming to work. Uh-huh. Fake nerds play at Twitch.com. Sweet. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. I was considering streaming Kingdom Hearts three soon. Yes. Because I need to play. It. I'm so down with that. Yeah. I, I want to be party to this. Yeah, I want to be party to this too, but I don't know when I can. <laughs> yeah. Schedule. I live right. there, so schedule when that goes up. Um, post it on the story. Oh hell yeah. Uh, yeah, it's um, I will just let. Like, there's no way this is the last Kingdom Hearts game. Oh, no. They they the confirmed that there will be more Kingdom Hearts games. Uh, it's, it's... Yeah. Okay. Nomura and Square Enix have said, apparently, for years that this is not the end. There it's will the be end more of the King... Dark Seeker saga. saga. Oh, it has a name? Yes, yeah. it has a name. Wow. Xehanort is the Dark Seeker. This is the end of the Dark Seeker saga. Oh, uh, we're going to get the Light Seeker next. That's going to be a hidden... Uh, I can't even... <laughs> Let's yeah. try to have a shorter episode today before getting into that. <laughs> Uh, uh, but yeah, know. Ryan and I, Ryan and I watched some movies. We watched Oscar uh, movies. Some Oscar <coughs> movies to get ready for the Oscars. Same here. Uh, we saw Star is Born. Sure so did. So did I. What'd you guys think of that? Yeah. 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 No, I felt. I, I, so what it is? I really, <laughs> real quick, really like the movie yeah. until the last twenty minutes. Yeah. 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 That's basically it. I it thought the movie was doing it. really well, and then it, yeah, it, it really hangs itself at the end. Oh. <laughs> Damn it, um, Smart. Does he? Because I thought it was no, it was an overdose. Spoilers. Bro, oh, buddy. you see the body swinging. <laughs> it does. It oh, does. you do? Because I was trying problems. Okay, so you actually see the body swinging when the That's cops show up, right? For stars more, Don't I worry about it. I man, that movie would be like Oscar quality, except for it really would. What I, I saw yeah. that movie too. What, what? Okay, what? Did you watch the favorite? Yes. yes. Mostly specifically, what did you think about the favorite? Ryan? I freaking love that movie. Yeah. In hindsight, I liked it a lot more than the first time I saw it. Yeah, I, I remember you saying dude. you weren't a fan of it. Ryan and I freaking loved that it. movie. So it's like, I, I and that's looked, his most accessible film. I looked into it. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I kind of, um, I kind of came out of it not really, not really enjoying it. I had a different perspective I, of I, what the film I was supposed remember, to be. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But as I've kind of like re- 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 uh, digested it, I'm like, no, actually, the film was really good. Uh, it would have been in my top 10 this is this is like very minor spoilers for the favorite but I, I want to talk about because Ryan and I I told Ryan I realized this while we were watching it what I think is so awesome is that I went to the favorite not knowing about the the lesbian side of it yeah at all and I think it's so great that we've been having so many conversations about the favorite happening and nobody's talked about that it's mm-hmm. not relevant to why the movie is good it's not relevant to why the movie's nominated yeah, yeah. and I'm like man it's so cool that we're there yeah. that nobody's making a big deal about it it's just part of the movie and part of our lives and I was like 
that alone is awesome. I was listening to David Tennant does a podcast. <clears throat> oh, the first episode is him interviewing. Uh, um, uh, Olivia Coleman. Olivia Coleman. Oh, oh that's I'm gonna awesome. Listen, I'm, I'm gonna listen to that. that. And uh, he was telling. She was telling a story of the first time that. Um, He's got actually a lot of good episodes up there right now. Oh, they work well. together on Broadchurch. Yeah, yes. that's how they do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and, he's, and, he, and he was talking about, like, so what was it like, like, frisking him a stone? Mm. And, or something like that. And he was like, well, you know, it was really uncomfortable. So I, and I, I didn't want her to, like, actually, you know, touch me. Because yeah. uh, it would be really uncomfortable. So what I did, I had the makeup department. I was like, what can you make up? The, she knows that she's in the right spot, but to stop moving. Oh, yeah. So they put, like, a wet sponge. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and, oh. and so she just goes. So in in the cut of the film, apparently, you can see Emma Stone like, oh, <laughs> like she touched the wet sponge. Oopsie poopsie. poopsie. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've I've seen all of them except for Roma. I never, I didn't get a chance to get to Roma. We did. We did not watch all of them. Um, um, Fanny did. Fanny saw Roma. I saw bits of it, and it's definitely Alfonso. Alfonso by Cameron. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, definitely yeah. one of his movies. That's for damn sure. Uh, the other one, uh, Ryan didn't watch this with me, but I, I saw Green Book. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? I like Green Book. Uh, I have I have many opinions. Overall, I I'm happy with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have I have a lot of opinions on it. I think uh, I I respect it a little more when I did the digging and like I know that the screenplay is by the son of the real life Tony. Yeah. Uh, from the film and and when I look at it as a tribute to his dad and like the stories from his dad, I can I can respect what the movie did with the script a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a little, it's a little white savior. Oh, definitely. Um, you know, it's, it definitely feels that kind of movie to like make white people feel good about racism. And that's yeah. like, they uh, but, but, but Viggo Mortensen, Marshall Ali together are, are crackling screen catchers. Did you guys so. see Black Clansman? No. no, we did not no. have the opportunity. I think man, that's my pick. I, man, I had, I started this week going, I'm definitely going to watch all these movies. And then it was like Saturday. I'm like, I haven't seen I, any of these I did, <laughs> I did what I could to like kind of get ideas about everything yeah but um i watched my videos only had enough time. yeah, oh, yeah. I only had enough time to watch a few films i saw a star is born and fanny and i we bought and rewatched bohemian rhapsody last night mm-hmm. and my I, god if that wins anything i will riot no i think rami malik dude he's, he's my no 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 no. he's still a not even him he's good and if that he's movie great. wins a thing i will riot that's there's not so fair. many there's so many controversial opinions about the movie yeah i haven't seen it but i mean like i've heard all the sides of it and i'm like yeah just like just like super quick like Robbie Malik's come out of that situation like pretty much unscathed. Like, yes. He, yes. He's, yeah. he's spoken really in, intellectually about it, and he's, like he said the right things. And that dude's a really good actor. So like, he's a fantastic he's, actor. Like, th- oh yeah. Yeah, that movie should not win Best Picture, but like no, no. if he wins actor, I won't be mad. After we, no. okay, after, that's fair. I am so, a little harsh, but yeah, so, fair. I, so after watching Star is Born, Star is Born, and damn, um, I kind of want. I right now my New pick, title Star is Born. Damn. damn. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sequel. But um, it is the fifth version. I, I, I could have used a title change. Yeah, they could have fourth. But I really enjoyed Lady Gaga on that movie. I thought she was. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I thought she was phenomenal. Yeah, uh, I could see it as an Oscar nod. Bohemian Rhapsody should not be up there, but Rami Malek definitely should it's deserve be- the nod. Look, it's and between it's between Black Klansman, The Favorite, and Roma. Everything yeah. else up there is it's just, just a show. But here's my thing, because the um, since the DVD release, they put the whole twenty plus minute set of the Live Aid concert, as in they filmed the whole thing, but obviously they cut uh, parts of it. Yeah, and they're like, hey, here's the. Um, they have the live the whole Live Aid concert as like a, an extra. Yeah, and fan, I'm watching them. I'm, I'm watching this and like. They should just put this whole concert in the movie. This whole concert's amazing. Yeah, but then the movie's twenty minutes longer. <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't care. I yeah. mean, that whole well, live eight concert. That, that's I was, the thing. Queen you're crying, fan, dude. Queen fans really like that movie, and yeah. I, I work with one who's like, "Oh, that movie was awesome," but I'm like, it's not a oh, very good movie. Oh no, it's 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 like standard. It's standard um, rock. Bio. It's not even it, that. It's just kind of okay. <clears throat> it. I mean, 
I'm a Queen fan, so I love it because I love all the all Queen's music. Hell, I was this close to putting Queen on the ride today, but Ryan was driving, so I'm like, nope. He's... No, you get sick indie music, bro. That was fine. I was okay what with it. What did you call it? Sick indie music? No, 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 no. no, no, no. When we started the ride. What did oh, you I don't call remember. It? Hungarian, Hungarian folk. Oh, opera. Hungarian well, folk opera. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fun. That that was fine, but. Yeah, I could as a Queen fan, I could easily see that it's like Queen blindness to other yeah. problems of the film. I have Marvel blindness, I get it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean we all have blindness in some places. Yeah, um, the uh, latest album by Avantasia came out last Ooh. week. Uh, oh, I meant to talk about that. I listened to the first song with a friend of mine last night. It's good. It's good. I know. I think the first three tracks are really good. Uh, Avantasia is getting. This is their most widespread like album so far yeah uh, it's getting picked up across so many markets that's it's, right it, they're that's great. they're getting a lot of attention yeah i, I like Poor their... rhapsody of fire they released an album at the same time oh did they really yes, i didn't they know did. they were still releasing yes they did and it's not it's not competing at all in oh, the power no. metal community <laughs> poor rhapsody everyone's like oh that's neat they used to, they used to be <laughs> pretty only, good there's only room in town for one rhapsody and it's bohemian no <laughs> jesus oh no um yeah that was really good to listen to the whole thing um it's really rad i think the title track is awesome um, the other thing is, man, I have Dragon Ball fever hard, guys. Yeah, really? Well, like, to the power, well, my, a good party. I was going to tweet this, but you I... am rocking the dragon? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> so, this week, I watched up to Resurrection F, and I finally started Super. Sure. Um, Resurrection, and I, I, well, I watched the episode 17, which is the end of Resurrection F, the sure. movie, and there's, like, there's plot elements ending in that episode, and I'm like... Oh, this was not in that like movie. Piccolo. Yeah, yeah. Like Piccolo died in, in the series. I hated that. What the hell? No, I hated that. I was like, why'd you even bother? And like the what end was of, the point because of that? the end of the episode is, I'm gonna get the Dragon Balls to revive Piccolo. Yeah, I'm like yeah. he what? Yeah, the movie's good though. I the, like the movie. The only aspect in the show that they did with the films that uh, with the film arcs in the show that yeah. I wish had been translated over to the films or or somewhere else. Uh, is that Captain Ginyu's frog shows up Does in the it? Resurrection F series piece, mm-hmm. and he possesses one of the, the like the strongest dude in Frieza's army, oh. and he fights Gohan. Oh, I would have loved and to that, see that. And that happens in the show, and like that's worth like you could watch just that section. Yeah. I'm sure you can find just that section. He doesn't stick around for very long. That's too bad. But it was a cool like full circle thing. Yeah. Uh, but it. And then it's there's, ultimately meaningless. There to is a else. there is a bit in the movie in the movie <laughs> Resurrection F is the first time in a long time that they really acknowledge that Gohan is weaker than he should be. Yeah. And uh, in the show <clears throat> in the show it ends with him going Piccolo and being like I need to train. Yes. Uh, that that I really like. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Resurrection F. Uh, that movie gets flack just for like people aren't so crazy into the fight just because they they make an argument. I understand it that there's no stakes in the film. Yeah. So in the show, that fight being dragged out is even harsher yeah. to, to like sit through. Um, yeah. So I. So anyway, I, that's for our Dragon Ball podcast someday. Well, I was I was I was saying like it's it's not it's not good, guys. I've I've bought now. I have all the Dragon Ball movies. I I um. I mean, it is good. It's great. No, but like now <laughs> I'm how watching. How starts the fever? I'm watching YouTube video essays on Dragon Ball now. Like I know why the why the OVA that started this whole thing isn't released in America isn't dubbed. I yeah. found that out because yeah. I watched a video essay. I've watched 15 video essays on Dragon Ball in the last week. It's what is I haven't cared about the show in twenty years. Yeah, dude. what has happened? Bro- Broly <laughs> happened. Yeah, happened. Broly happened. That was your gateway drug. <laughs> Apparently, so, shit. I'm so glad this is what happened. Yeah, <laughs> I exactly I, I knew I it would happen. I just, yeah. again, I didn't expect it so soon, but it's good. Yes. And man, once you like, because you're there, I see the I see the empty DVD. Once you yeah. start getting to the tournament stuff, that's where this the, the series takes <laughs> like the best turn. Yeah, like the best the show's ever been. 
Yeah, uh, and then I was yeah. watching, and I was like, I was re- watching this video essay on on GT, and it just kind of like how it came about and Bang. things like really interesting uh, how that series ended up being a thing and um, things like that. And then I was, uh, and then uh, I was like, it's like until Goku comes back a hundred years later, I'm like, wait, what? How did GT end? Because I totally forgot how GT oh, ended. Oh yeah, I remember. So I, with the little movie special, A Hero's Legacy. Yeah, yeah. and so I went oh. back and watched and watched the ending of Future. GT, where it is a hundred years after the end of GT. Goku's great get- grandson, Goku yeah. Junior, yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm watching this bit. That's some. Re- I mean, the whole show's fan fiction, but that's some real ass. Yeah. And I'm watching. I'm watching this bit, and like I see this, I, and then I'm like, wow, this is real bad. And I took a picture of this, and then I went to the comment section just because, well. Dragon Ball fans are unanimous on their hatred of GT, yes? No. I saw this thing. It was like, this is where Dragon Ball's en- enti- entirely should have ended. And I'm like, entirety should have ended. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. Someone commented, this is the end of old Dragon Ball. The new digital soulless shit will never come close to this. Speaking of Super. Mm-hmm. And How then, dare you? And oh. then what? And then this one. What the hell do you mean, stupid? This is a slur. DBS is far better than GT. Um... And then someone says, U- <clears throat> U-S-T-F-U, another slur, uh, DBS is made for stupid kids like you who never watched DBZ in the first place. GT is not for you. GT is for Z fans. And then, you're a dumbass. Nothing Super does will ever surpass GT. I love, what the hell? I love internet comments. <laughs> oh, no. There, there are split fandoms on this. I uh, understand. I thought... I was you have shocked. To, you have to realize that there are some people who... Not just in like the states, but in Japan, like or or even here when they were really young because they got access to it, saw GT when they were younger. That was just that's that's what biblical. It, that's yeah. Bible. That's yeah. how it goes. Yeah. And then like Super, it, even though it's by Toriyama, Super is like undoing that. And they're no. like, man, f that stuff. See, I watched GT when <clears throat> it aired on Toonami yeah. every week. Yeah. I was one of those. You guys know that was the first Dragon oh, Ball sure. I saw Me from too. beginning to Apparently, end. Apparently, Funimation also didn't air GT in its entirety. When it first came out, they, that's correct. They edited the first sixteen episodes into oh, one right. recap episode, and the first proper episode of GT that aired in America was was episode seventeen. That's, that's correct. That's oh. insane. Well, also when I was like in what middle school when this came out, I didn't do my research on GT. I just thought whatever they gave me, they gave me. Yeah. And then when they said it's like, yeah, Toriyama did have a hand in writing. Like, oh, okay, so it doesn't <clears> count. <throat> I can live with that. Yeah, it was weird. Apparently, the other rest this, of the internet. This can't. this DBZ this DBZ rabbit hole I've fallen into is quite fun. It. Man, wait till you start playing the games. I started Xenoverse. Did you finally? Yeah. <clears throat> so good. Jesus. Okay, anyway. Uh, stay tuned. Dragon Ball for... podcast coming soon. Bold stay, stay tuned more for We're that. definitely playing Fighters. Yes. Dragon Ball Fighters. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's coming. Fight Night. So much, so much is happening. Yeah. Okay, oh, let's cool. get into our bread and butter. And here's your bread. And your butter. Here's your bread and butter. Hey, okay, not in my ear, thank you. To start off the news, we have... Really just the most shocking of news stories in all of the internet. I have a feeling this isn't going to be shocking. Netflix announced they canceled Punisher and Jessica Jones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Woo, 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 woo. Who saw that coming? Um, hey, can someone pick up the phone? Because I freaking called. Well, we freaking called it. <laughs> when when Punisher came out, we were like, look for its cancellation in February. I yeah. Sat, I sat here this whole time you were saying that, like, wanting to just do a rage outburst of, like, I can't. I can't <laughs> think of that right now. I wanted to. Oh gosh, I just darn. can't. Um, I, I was surprised they they announced the cancellation of Jessica Jones. Was, it, so they didn't wait. Time. I, was Jeff Loeb's letter this week too? Yes. Okay. Which I will get it. I have that. Okay, great, cool. Yeah. 
Um, this this was Netflix's decision to finally cancel their contract with with Marvel, uh, and uh, they nobody surprised. Nobody no. surprised. Punisher we saw coming because they canceled everything else. Jessica Jones. I thought they'd wait till the end of season three. Genuinely, I don't know why they didn't just do it when they were doing the others. Yeah, like everybody knew. It's like, hey, you can still put out the seasons. You can just be like, hey, by the way, this is this is it. This is it. Yeah. I have a feeling they wanted to kind of. I, I feel like they were canceling them and not quite hoping people would catch on to what they were doing. But I think by the time... By the, by, by the time it hit Daredevil, everybody had. Yeah. Mar- Luke Cage and Iron Fist, everybody was like, oh... Because Daredevil was so that good. Could, that could they, mean yeah. anything. Yeah. Who knows what's going on? Like, nobody was surprised because Iron Fist was first. Yeah. And everybody's like, eh, I get it. And then Luke and then Cage... And Luke Cage, everybody was like, damn... Well, maybe. Yeah. Maybe they're doing something different. And then it was Daredevil and everybody's like, oh, oh no, just this get is rid of, this is of everything. Yeah. It, it's all in yeah. there. So Netflix released a statement. Marvel's The Punisher will not return for a third season <laughs> on Netflix. Showrunner Steve Lightfoot, the terrific crew, and exceptional cast, including the star John Bernthal, uh, delivered an acclaimed and compelling series for fans, and we are proud to showcase their work on Netflix for years to come. In addition, in reviewing our Marvel programming, we have decided that the upcoming third season will also be the final season for Marvel's Jessica Jones. We are grateful to showrunner Melissa Rosenberg, star Kristen Ritter, and the entire cast and crew for three incredible seasons of this groundbreaking series, which was recognized by the Peabody Awards, among many others. We are grateful to Marvel for five years of our fruitful partnership, and thank the passionate fans who have followed these series from the beginning. Yep. 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 And then Jeff Loeb released a, a letter to fans. It says, on behalf of everyone at Marvel Television, we couldn't be more proud or more grateful to our audience. Our network partner may have decided that no, they no longer want to continue telling the tales of these great characters. But you know Marvel better than that. As Matthew Murdoch's dad once said, the measure of man is not how he gets knocked up, knocked to the mat. It's how he gets back up. Yep. So Loeb basically said, not Marvel's choice, yeah. Netflix's choice. Yeah. Really, finally putting the kibosh on the idea that Marvel right. was doing this or Disney was doing this. This was Netflix. I mean, this is this is a bummer. You know, I, I like all these shows. Yeah. Uh, I, even even the bad one got good. Uh, Iron Fist. Uh, but uh, like five years and like how many seasons? Like 11, 12 seasons of shows, and then like in like a mini <clears throat> mini defense. There was like something like a hundred and sixty one. Yeah, hours that's or that's something? pretty impressive. Uh, yeah, that's, like, that's more yeah. than the MCU. That's per. I mean, that's pretty neat. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's, it wasn't like a short run. And could collectively, they're competitive against Shield. Yeah. yeah, like they 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 beat it. Yeah, in episodes. Yeah, um, good that, for them. Yeah. I miss this this again. This is an interesting spot because it's not like I wonder if this is gonna be like a Fox situation where like you know we're obviously gonna recast the X Men. Like, do you do they just start fresh again? I don't want them to. Cause I, I don't. Think, I think uh, they got some real winners. It depends the on where these characters want to <clears throat> yeah. go. Like, do you guys like? I'm not not now obviously, but like in the future, do you see Daredevil season four on Hulu? Is that what you yourself imagine? No. No, do you not see Daredevil? I don't see Hulu picking up a series that their direct competitor had canceled. But Hulu's going to be owned by Disney now. Right, but Hulu is still a network. Yeah. And Hulu is not owned by, by Disney. They just have a, well, a majority, majority share. But, like, I mean, where would Daredevil go, though? Because it's not going to go on Disney streaming. <clears throat> it would go nowhere unless Marvel wanted to do something else with it, in which case they would have to make the decision whether to continue well, I think, or to I think, I think the more important question is, do we think, like, these characters move to films, or do we think that they do still do shows because if they still do shows that will be hulu yeah they're not going to put it anywhere else it yeah. will be hulu because yeah. they're already pushing the r-rated animated uh stuff modok stuff is so, that on hulu? so yeah oh and there yeah and also runaways is on hulu as well yeah and so is, is runaways technically mcu or is that a separate thing it's mcu everything that marvel put out is they technically Stark. mcu they okay. mentioned star yeah. and rocks on uh it's it, so the, the question isn't really that because like if they're going to be shows the only place they will appear is likely hulu yeah 
Yeah, I just don't, I don't think they're going to But will they be shows or will they be films? That's the question. I could see Daredevil moving to a film. Yeah. I, mean, I could. I could, but like, there is there is every possibility to, to even still take Charlie Cox and do a Daredevil movie that just isn't an origin story. Yeah. There, that exists. I can see it. Mm-hmm. I can see that potential, especially because that got the hardest fan outcry over its cancellation. Yeah. I could see that choice. I you think could. he shows up with Kingpin in Spider-Man 3? Is that a possibility? Oh, I'd like that. I mean, I'd love it. Same it's, here. Do you think, do you think it's, that's a... It's definitely a possibility. Look, yeah. we know... We know because I think they got something really good. We know good regardless know of it. how Feige might feel about it, mm-hmm. we know that they've at least entertained the idea of crossing over the Netflix shows because the Russo brothers said that that was a conversation at one point. Yeah. yeah. That at least was happening. It was an idea entertained. So now that they're not on Netflix, they'll certainly be reassessing what is the best way to utilize them, what is the best way to, to use them with the MCU. Um, I don't think Punisher will get a movie. I think if Punisher continues at all, that will be a show. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's easier to bring Daredevil to a PG-13 movie than it is to bring Punisher to an R movie. Very true. What do you uh, think about... I could definitely see Punisher moving to Hulu. I think that's the thing. Is like There's going to be kind of a breakdown of like who goes where. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't shock me if they find a way to... like. It, here's what I think. I think I could see both Jessica Jones and Punisher carry back to Hulu eventually. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Well, that Iron I Fist could see Iron Fist and Luke Cage doing Heroes for Hire as a film. That's what I was about to ask you because that's what the idea but, that I thought of. But I could also see them recasting Danny Rand. Yeah, but yeah. keeping my Coulter, I could see. But it. here, I'm the only person who's seen season two. I think he's he really improved. And that's I not get fair. that. That's I get fair. that. But I could see it. That's all I'm saying. I can see where these things would happen. I could also see recasting all of them, but yeah. still doing what I just said. Yeah. The most likely option, if Feige, in the scenario that Feige decides to use the characters, if Feige decides to use them, he recasts. I I think that's the most likely option. That bugs me Because yeah. I I that's just don't feel like he'd want to. Uh, he, he or maybe contractually he can't. Yeah, you know we don't we don't really know what. what well, they that, won't do anything until the contract's I, over anyway. Yeah, I yeah. really don't want Feige to recast Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock. He is a. To, I don't to think, me, he's a perfect Matt Murdock. I don't think Feige's that blind to the fan love. I don't think he is no. either. But I think, you know, contractually, he has to recast all the X Men. I don't. Right, he does, but I don't think he's interested in retreading anything sure. with these characters because they have a fan base yeah. that exists now. I don't think he's looking to backtrack on that. Right. And also, the, uh, uh, <coughs> sorry, but those Netflix shows, they're going to be on Netflix for yeah. forever. Two possibly. years. Or for, I think the contract is two years. They said years to come. Yeah. Two years until Marvel can use the characters, and but I think those are Netflix shows forever. Unless, yeah. unless they... I mean, there are Netflix originals, so like, yeah. yeah, unless unless they do a buyout, yeah, yeah, unless um, unless they do a buyout where they do t- or where, but then these shows are gonna have to go the, somewhere else. Yeah. It it really depends on what it comes down to is just what they think serves the universe best. This will be, in many ways, a Feige decision, but this isn't everybody kind of decision. Yeah, what what is utilized best? I'll tell you right now that um, the animated shows are gonna set precedent mm-hmm. because they're going to be adult rated entertainment. Seeing how that performs on Hulu, that will decide if something like Punisher gets revived over at Hulu. Yeah, sure. And and it's easy. Like honestly, Punisher, John Bernthal just coming back and doing more Punisher on Hulu, that tracks. Like uh, you don't need the establishment of season one and two. He can just be back doing Punisher, and that's not right. weird. Yeah, I could see that happening. Now, so I, it, I think would, that I, would depend if if Hulu wants to continue those stories. Because again, Hulu is is much like Netflix, a network. They have to give the approval, even though they'll have a larger share. Right. Disney can now, well, they're their first stop to drop these which, things on them, but Hulu still has to make the decision. Which again is why I say that it depends on if there's a buyout. Sure. Yeah, that's true. Um, which, that so uh, there's a lot of 
that up in the air. Yeah. Um, I think also the the success of the Marvel Cinematic Universe shows are also going to help Feige decide what he wants to do. Right. Because I think if he decides that expanding Cinematic Universe storytelling to miniseries and television specials is good, mm-hmm. I think he'll decide to embrace the Netflix shows. So this leaves... Because he'll want the wider universe. Yeah. Especially if he decides that he wants to move some of the Fox stuff that way as well. Right. So that now this leaves in the MCU television, it leaves Runaways... Shield, Cloak Shield and, Dagger. and Cloak and Dagger. Yep. Which Cloak and Dagger doesn't get a lot of press anymore. Season Cloak and Dagger just got a season two trailer. Yep. Oh, did it? Yep. This week. Oh, I didn't see it. Uh, yeah, I forgot that we I probably f- should have brought that up in the trailer I section. Forgot, yeah. But I also didn't think about it because neither of you have watched it, just Ryan and I. Yeah. Uh, that show's really That good. show, super great. And okay. really strong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, all right, moving from comics to comics, uh, but in the realm of, in the realm of the book section uh wait real quick before we leave that subject because we talked about what we think might happen i just want to know what you want to happen oh oh like a short abbreviated version i mean generally let's let's just break it down this way do you want the same actors uh the same cast back doing these things regardless of if it's tv show movie whatever do you want the same people back do you want totally fresh takes or do you want nothing brandon you first i would take fresh takes Fresh takes. I'd be. I. I think that's my preferred option. Fresh takes. I wouldn't be sad if anything happened with with them. But since you said fresh, fresh takes, takes are my go-to. do you? If they were fresh takes that still don't connect to the MCU, do you still want fresh takes? No, because I don't think there's a point in doing no. that. If they're not I, if only they're, fresh takes, if they're in the movies, if they're there not go. going to take, if they're not going to be set in the MCU, because I, obviously I've I've talked about this before, but I don't think the television. Series, if they're not going to directly be connected, yeah, then I don't want it. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, keep the same cast. Just just do the next season on Hulu. That's what I'd want. Yeah. Uh, unless you do a recast, which would suck. But just incorporate them into the movies. I'd be cool with that. Right. Yeah. Then. Same cast. Incorporate them into the movies, especially Daredevil and Spider-Man. Yeah. If, um, you, I was agreeing with you. If you want to do, if you want to keep Luke Cage and Dan Rand and do them uh, Heroes for Hire, that's perfect. Jessica Jones and Punisher, they would be perfect for Hulu. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I'm genuinely at a point where I would rather see all these people still playing these yeah. roles and, and Man, again, not like, have stronger especially connections Charlie, to you as long as I could still see especially, them. Um, that's where um, I'm at. Especially John Bernthal, Charlie Cox, and Mike Coulter. Those Did three, you watch The Punisher? I haven't. Uh, not yet. It's on my list. You've seen Daredevil season two, so I'll allow it. Okay. Um, yeah. But those three actors are perfect for their roles. I think... Absolutely perfect. As Dylan person who's seen all all of it. Sure, sure. Uh, I, I think even the bad one has up- upgraded. Sure. And I think season four, season three of Daredevil being the best thing they ever made, like, I, I Charlie Cox is better than that. Sure. Uh, That's all. They were, they were talking over you. What was your take again? Oh, I was just saying that I think at this point I would, um, I would rather see these, all these people continue playing these roles at this point. I'm pretty invested in it. Regardless. Even if, even if they didn't make stronger connections with the MCU. If yeah. that were the cost, I'd still think I'd rather watch that than watch brand new takes that are stronger connected. I think I'm at that point okay. right now, uh, or I just would want it left alone for a while. Okay. Well, I mean, we're going to have two years where they're going to do that anyway. Unless unless something yeah. shifts in a buyout yeah. or something like that. Yeah. All right. Let's, buyout. Let's move on to comics. Uh, there's a new There's a new event coming out in May. Um, a a um, discontinuity event called Deceased. Which has been teased for a little while. Tom Taylor's been talking, been using hashtag DC, DC, Dark Side was, uh, yeah, Dark Side was a lot of that. Um, this is Tom Taylor's new thing that he's coming out for, uh, for for DC, and it centers on a kind of a zombie outbreak in the DC universe. Marvel zombies, yeah, yeah. Um, the DC yeah. universe version. Yeah, a, a, the the synopsis of the event reads: 
A mysterious technovirus has been released on Earth, infecting 600 million people and turning them instantly into violent, monstrous engines of destruction. The heroes of the DCU are caught completely unprepared for a pandemic of this magnitude and struggle to save their loved ones first. Uh, but what happens if the wor- to the world's greatest heroes if the world ends? So not exactly no, Marvel just, zombies. No, yeah, yeah. It, in the sense that there are zombies. Marvel zombies was a little bit, was if you guys don't know, Marvel zombies was the uh, event written by Robert Kirkman, yep. um, where the Marvel heroes were infected by Sentry from a different parallel world, who was supposed to be Superman, um, and turns them into evil. They turn them into e- evil zombies, but they, they still regain their personalities and memories and yeah. everything. Uh, and it's, it's actually, only the, the superpowered characters that are it's pretty good that are zombified. Yeah, uh, it, it's really good. Yeah, um, this seems but like it ran a little long in the tooth at the end. Oh yeah, hundred yeah, percent. This seems more like it's the DC heroes versus a zombie outbreak. Yeah, uh, but it is out of continuity, and uh, there's a Capullo uh, variant that's that's coming out. That's, that's like, really cool. That's it. Where it's where it's Joker giving the oh, that's a different variant. Oh, okay, but that's I the, saw because yeah. yeah. I saw that variant. I'm like, that's man. Yeah, so this actually sounds really cool. Uh, I'm into this. Apparently, uh, Darkseid uh, is kind of the, the problem. Is you know He's the reason of it. Um, that yeah. anti-life equation, man. He just can't get it. Here it is. Art uh, art by Trevor uh, Hairsign, uh, who did a couple of issues of Legend of the Dark Knight, and then Stefano um, Guardiano, Walking Dead. He's an artist from Walking Dead, so that, Matt, that tracks. Yeah. That's cool. I'm really excited about that. The release date is May 1st. I love Tom Taylor. Uh, Same. His Injustice was great. Oh, yeah. And his, everything else he did. Was great. I, think yeah. he, I think he writes the best Harley Quinn. It's really good. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, especially his Injustice, Harley Quinn is really rad. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else you guys want to touch on that one? Yeah. Um, all right. So Walmart's apparently coming to an end. Really? Yeah. Walmart, the entire company. <laughs> the whole company. <laughs> no. Uh, so the Walmart DC 100-page Giants might be ending. Now, take this one with a grain of salt. This is from uh, this is from another retailer, uh, Ryan Higgins, the... The, uh, the Comic Conspiracy. I listen Comic to that. Comic Conspiracy podcast. He was not at the Comics Pro meeting. He was just given, to this, given this as a retailer. Um, none of this has been confirmed by DC itself. Okay. Uh, they have not made a statement. They, they have not, but it's, this is true. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, like we always say, where the smoke, the fire. But I do want to say, grain of salt. Yeah. Um, so Ryan Higgins tweeted, The Walmart line is ending and replaced with 100-page specials available everywhere. 48 pages of new material with the with the rest being classic material, no price given. Uh, there will be a reduction of collected editions, no other info given. The Walmart longer arcs will be reprinted as graphic novels that comic stores will be getting later this year. Shorter stories will be reprinted in some upcoming 100-page specials. Yeah. Who was... Was it all four of us, or only a few guys we knew who, this was who were like swinging the trade flag? Is like we need to wait for these trades. Yeah, uh, right. kind of, kind of all of us. Yeah, yeah. we were saying that the, uh, like, this wasn't gonna last. Likely, <laughs> the, the, no. dis- yeah. the distribution was just not strong enough. No, it was horrible. Yeah, the the um, yeah, they weren't in all WalMarts. They were only in like the mega mega WalMarts. Um, which is stupid. Which and there was the never enough solutions. No, no, there was never. And then enough. of course, you got the all those collectors who would buy them and then scam them on eBay. We, we were pretty sure that eventually there would be trades, at least of the Bendis and and uh, King storylines that yeah. were running in these. Um, but this I, is. I figured that it would end when this whole year passed of the twelve issues that they yeah. were setting out with the first ones, and yeah. then they'd be like, "All right, that was bad." Sorry. Yeah, My supposedly bad. it does do well, but probably not well enough to keep it going. Yeah, um, they might it's... still be able to. They might still have a deal with Walmart. Well, they're just gonna put them in. They won't be exclusive to Walmart anymore. They'll just be put everywhere. Yeah. So there could also be that. I want trades. 
Yeah, me too. Oh. I just want them. That's, I'm so sick the, of it. I the want other them so thing, bad. The other thing, though, that came out of uh, Comics Pro, which put uh, a lot of people in the comics industry... By the way, don't ever listen to comics... Cosmic Book Movie or Cosmic Pro, whatever the hell. There's a, a horrible... There's a horrible website, cosmicbookmovie.com or whatever it's called. It's a horrible, horrible website that just fear mongers and it, all comics gate conspiracies. It's horrible. Uh, but one of the things they said was at the, at the Comics Pro, which is the summit for all the DC retailers to go and talk to the publishers. Uh-huh. Uh, Dan Didio said that he's cut, they're cutting the DC line. Uh, 15... No, 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 no. Dan, what did, what, what did he say? Dan, Dan? Didio? No, what? Uh... Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Can you say it again, Dan? Uh, uh, yeah. Can we bring uh, Dan in here, please? Hold on, Dan. Uh, yeah, uh, we're gonna be we're gonna be cutting the the, the line of our books from uh from ten to fifteen percent. Oh. We're gonna be cutting ten to fifteen percent of our books, and we're gonna we're gonna cut down on some trades, and we're gonna. We're gonna... Anyway, what? Thank you, Dan. You Thank you, you for flying out. Brandon has a consistent hand movement he does when he's Dan Didio. That's <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thanks for flying out, Dan. We'll see you later. Uh, basically what that means is what they've already done. The, the cuts have already happened. They cut the entire DC new, uh, new age of heroes. It's like uh, your Alec Baldwin Trump impression. Like, that's, <laughs> that's your thing. Is that my thing? Um, yeah, he, and so the cuts have already happened. Cutting down on trades, I'm a little sad about, but the, the comic industry is not doing well. Uh, you know, I hate, I hate Ethan Van Skyver, but he's absolutely correct when he says we, last year we had 23,000, 2300 comic book stores. This year we have 1900. Yeah. Uh, Marvel and DC both put out too many things at one time. Marvel put out so DC put out nine, 80 to ninety books this year. Uh, yes. uh, last, month. Uh, this month. Yeah, yeah. Marvel put out a hundred. Yes. And a hundred more. Um, yeah. when War of the Realms starts, they're putting out one hundred and thirteen because there's yeah. like twenty crossovers. Yeah, it's just it's too many. Yeah. Like not only that, it, it's it's two things. It's 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 too many comics mm-hmm. coming out all at once that you know like people like us want to support and everything but the other thing is like our economy is not great right now no. and, <laughs> and a lot of people four, who are five dollars a lot of people piece. who are fans of comics cannot afford to get all the comics that they want to read yeah nope it just can't be done i tell you because literally all four people in this room can't buy all the comics they want to buy and that's the only Trust thing that i truly me, love i watch them all do it <laughs> yeah every time we yes. go to the comic store they're a bit I you guys 50 bucks last week yeah you guys were trying to get me to buy volume one of dying cage's venom I wanted to, but I'm like. Oh, he was under attack this week. Also, I yeah. need to save money. You bought Avatar. Yeah, that was ten bucks. I, every yeah. time, every time I walk into the comic store and I grab my pull list, I go, "Do I really need all of these?" Mm-hmm. And I usually am like, "I do want all of them really badly. I want more than what I have in my pull list." But I'm like, "This is the bare yeah. minimum of what I can accept to pay." Now DC is more is more. Um, they always have been, but this year specifically, that this comics pro it gives me a little bit more faith. They're more inclined to help the retailer than marvel is because they're they're looking at different ways to get more people into they're you know they got dc inc they got dc zoom they got black label they're trying all these things wonder comics they're trying all these things to try to get more more variety yeah and more more books into different places like barnes and noble or walmart like they're they are trying and they're not just trying with <clears throat> gimmicks right which is what marvel tends to do marvel tends to only try with events and gimmicks and that that's now not working yeah and they can't um, seem to figure out why the I, i'm gonna give war of the realms a pass this time because one it's jason aaron but two it's this is the biggest event they've had since secret wars they this don't is need a, to make it this big though they they, they really they don't probably they probably don't but i don't think it would bother people as much if there weren't a bunch of things in between 
Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. If there was an event every six months, sure. But this really is, this is, hey, this is Jason Aaron's magnum opus. This is what he's been building yeah, for right, six right, years, right, like right. a hitman. So, like, of all the events that happened in the last couple of years, this is the one. It feels, but they do it for all of them. But remember, it, Crisis on Infinite Earths was a 12-issue maxi-series, and that was That was it. 30 years there ago, was, also. But that's the thing. That's, it's Those are the kind of events that people want back again. They don't want billions of tie-ins to tie into all of your events. They want one... It. They want one book. That's your event. Deceased is one book. Yeah. That's the event. Hey, uh, if, you, if you go read uh, Final Crisis, you don't need to read I mean, Dark Knight's Metal had a shit ton of tie-ins, too. Yeah, you are not Dan. Uh, I'm trying. To, yeah, I'm <laughs> hey, when you, when, you, when you read Final Crisis, you don't need to read all the other books. You just hey, gotta read Final Crisis. Hey, That's hey, a Dan, big fat Hey, Dan, I read Final Crisis. I didn't understand any of it. Wait, Wait, did you read, did can you tell me about Space Vampires, Dan? Did Wait, you read, what? Did you read <laughs> Superman, Superman Beyond? Superman Beyond 3D? That You need to read that in order to understand Final Crisis. <laughs> what is this, Kingdom Hearts? <laughs> no, it's a it's, Real it's, conversation that happened at the Comics Pro. I, I get what you're saying, though. Like, War of the Realms feels like an event that was earned. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of the events that Marvel did after Secret Wars haven't felt And all way. the tie-in books what makes, was the one that makes we, sense. We were reading for a little bit, uh, Avengers No Surrender? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not earned. That's why I'm not reading the sequel book. Because yeah. that first book, I, I wasted 15 issues. Yeah. I was like, why did I do this to myself? No Way Home, I think, is the sequel. Yeah, right although, although... I was like, this is going to be such a major event. They're releasing it every, what, month? Every week. week. No, every week. Weekly. Every week. And I'm like, oh, man, what an event it this leads up, It was leading up to the relaunch of, like, a, a, a bunch of stuff. But I'll tell you what. Uh, no, I lost it. Never mind. How, how many times... <laughs> I, I, I seem to have lost track of how many times Marvel has relaunched. Marvel Now, Marvel no, Legacy. No, 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 no. They've or, never... They, they do... They do or they do they a do, stupid number of events. But they don't do reboots. Yeah. Okay. okay. It's all they, the, they have never the consistent universe. universe. Now that now, again, the thing is, what except people, that one time, War of the Realms, the reborn thing when they they soft like rebooted, but people were like, they fixed don't that do that, and they were like, uh, yeah, we were kidding. War the, joke. War of the Realms, Doomsday Clock. Doomsday Clock is an event. There are yeah. no tie-ins right. to Doomsday nope. Clock. Sure. We're not going to touch on the problems of Doomsday Clock. No, again... I, I, but there are no tie-ins. Yeah. But it the, is great that we just need to read that if we want to read that story. Yes. Yeah. War yeah. of the Realms, Spider-Geddon, yeah. Spider-Verse, Civil War. I don't even want to talk about spider events. <laughs> I know, seriously. Uh, Civil, I'm saying Civil DC's not... DC does this too. That's not as often. They do, but they're smarter about it now. Yeah. It took them a while, but they're now smarter. Dark than... Knights was last year, and they had 30 tie-in books. No, and I was... bought every single one. Yeah, no. Dude, there was every single Bat evil Batman had a book. There was the Gotham Resistance. There was Bats Out of Hell. I bought every... But you didn't need to read those in order to understand the event. No, but it helps. The other, the other sad side of this, I think, is that... Um, a lot of comics are being, you know, the more we constrain on the titles because we have to, mm -hmm. um, because not enough people are buying all these comics. A lot of people who get into the comics industry can't have jobs, can't yeah. write their comics and everything. I, I, I'd like to believe that part of the solution could be just giving a lot of these series that you do have faith in, but they, they aren't getting the reader base you want, instead just moving them to digital-only series. I know that's kind of taboo still in the comics industry, but I'm like, you know, it costs less than having to print. Mm -hmm. And if you we allow but them to do it, the they thing. can keep their jobs. They can keep stories coming out and everything. Yeah, go ahead. If digital comics weren't the exact same price as regular comics, digital comics would be flourishing. Yeah. But you still pay four dollars for a digital comic, and you do the printed comic. But it, the industry is still trying. The industry is still trying to protect retailers. No, I, I there's know. Also, there's also that. But they're never. Yeah. If the they want digital to succeed, they have to change. I think. I think that the it's long term. The, the solution is finding something where you have like a Netflix equivalent of comics yeah. where there are series and, and it would require partnership because you don't want to have a bunch of services. Marvel and DC, amongst others, would have to partner and say, we release series that only release on this service they, and you yeah. read them here. They do. They only release... Marvel Unlimited. No, no, no. I'm saying 
all under one umbrella. Everyone. No. You're talking about a Mar- you're talking about a movies anywhere, but for comics. Exactly, and it's like these digital series you can only get here. You know, like a net like Netflix shows or Netflix movies, you can only get it here. And this is where we're putting them out, and people pay in the subscription service so that some people who are still writing comics, you still keep paper comics going. But like these smaller things or these things that like you know they're giving artists and writers chances and things that. like that. It does, it does, but it needs to. Expand. But comicsology is indie. Like no, I, no, I know, but that's but he's but he's right, and comicsology works really well. And I have a comics, for all comicsology of account, and there are digital only comics that no you're, one's ever going to see. You're 100 percent correct, yeah. but that's you know like if if if, if more of that. the if more of the big comic community points towards that direction, more of the wider comic audience will follow. I agree. Yeah. Long term, I think that's the solution, but getting there is going to be a problem. And I've definitely changed, I've turned my head on digital comics. Like, I'm totally cool with them now. Right. I like them. All right, well, that was fun. Oh, Spirited. Was fun. Um, <clears throat> there's two new DC books coming out. I like DC books. <laughs> After we talked about them cutting their line. Uh, Matt Fraction and Greg Rucka are returning to DC Comics. Um, Greg Rucka after a short stint away. Yeah. Um, Matt Fraction after uh, never working at DC. Yeah. Matt Fraction is writing a Jimmy Olsen comic book series. And uh, Greg Rucka is writing a Lois Lane comic book series. This is freaking the, the craziest news. No real details about what these books are going to be about. Um, we do have some creative teams, um, such as um, such as the one that I'm going to talk about. Anyway, but it's all it's all hinted in the new Leviathan Rising uh, one shot coming out from Bendis. Uh, if you're reading Action Comics, he's teasing. Uh, this Leviathan organization that's not the Leviathan that Greg not Morrison not from Batman Inc not the same why Leviathan. are they using the same name I know it kills that book's me. not that old it kills me oh, damn it uh, Grant Morrison because I didn't know anything about this I thought it was the Batman it's not that makes not. me really sad so Grant Morrison what Ryan Ryan and I were talking about Grant Morrison in his run created an organization called mm-hmm. Leviathan uh, that was run by Kathy Kane the original Batwoman yes yes um, and that was part of Batman Inc. So this is a different Leviathan that Bendis has created, uh, which a lot of people don't like. Bendis is kind of ignoring of continuity, and this is kind of this is kind of where it comes from. Yeah, uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna comment Maybe it's on that. Pronounced Leviathan, perhaps. Who knows? <laughs> but if you're reading Action Comics, this is where that's coming from. Uh, and he and he is teasing a Astoria, uh, Greg Rucka, and. Um, Matt Fraction, right? So the reason I'm really excited because Matt Fraction, uh, at the time, was like my Steve Lieber is doing. Steve uh, Lieber did the fix with Nick Spencer. That's a great image book. Um, I'm really excited for Matt Fraction to come back to mainstream comics because he was more. He was Iron Iron Man tattoo because of Matt Fraction. It that's going to be my next book club. Spoiler two weeks from now. Uh, Matt Fraction is an incredible writer. He's very much like a Rick Remender, but but he was way more mainstream, and I think that kind of broke him because Matt Fraction should have just left comics for the last like two years. He was still doing Sex Criminals, which was. On hiatus. The Sex Criminals hasn't come out in a long time. Yes, that's been on hiatus. Because he, he was doing Da Vinci's, da Vinci's Demons, which is a TV show. Uh, Sex Criminals oh my is gosh. being turned into it. Yeah, Hickman also wrote for Da Vinci's Demons. <clears throat> They're buddies. Um, and the fact that he's writing a Jimmy Olsen book means it's going to be a really wickedly clever, really silly book like Sex Criminals in a way. Because like it's not like he's writing Batman. He's writing Jimmy Olsen. And like when you tell a regular person, hey, you want a Jimmy Olsen book? You're like, oh, no. I want to read about Superman. But when Matt Faction, a really creative guy, a really funny guy, like a Chip Zdarsky writes it, I'm like, that, that, it's great. It's so great. here's the here's the, Hell yeah. something that the Leviathan Rising solicitation says, an all-star roster of writers and artists highlight the new threat of Leviathan, but also tease up new ongoing series for Jimmy Olsen by writer Matt Fraction and artist Steve Lieber and Lois Lane by writer Greg Rucka and artist Mike Perkins. <gasps> 
He's coming in plug. coming in June. As Leviathan enacts a plan to take down Superman, it's up to Lois, Jimmy, and the heroes of the DC universe to rescue the Man of Steel. That sounds awesome. Uh, that's Jimmy's, cool. Uh, Superman's best pal. Uh, yeah, the uh, a lot of the Bendis stuff is pretty good, written very well. Whether or not I, I like the story uh, elements of it is Remains still to be TBD. <laughs> I'm still reading it. Um, still right. plugging away. All right, moving on. Kieran Gillen and Dan Mora are doing a comic book series. Uh, it's a five-issue miniseries called Once in Future uh, at Boom. I love Dan Mora from Claws. I love Kieran Gillen from everything. And uh, Kieran Gillen not Star- doing Darth Vader? He no, he, he, no he, was doing, he was doing he took over Star Wars. But he did Darth Vader. He did the first Oh, he did the Darth first Vader run and then Soul took it over. Yeah. Yes. Correct. Yeah, I love that run. Yes. Um, he is doing a series called Once in Future, which is about an Arthurian monster being summoned... Uh, by an evil cult and a a old aging monster hunter has to go get her grandmother no has to go get her grandson to help fight this monster okay uh, I'm listening who's a uh, who's a librarian that sounds great that sounds fun yeah I'm excited for that I'm down I mean Dan Mora like uh, uh, we know from from Claws mm-hmm. uh, he, he's, he's got a great style oh, for he like, does. mythology creatures and stuff so absolutely uh, I'm definitely definitely really stoked for this book oh yeah. you, you had me on Arthurian legend so I'm good. Yeah. That was literally oh. the last thing I said. No, I'm kidding. Well, the boy who would be king didn't have you in Arthurian Legends. I actually didn't want to see it, but I just didn't have the time. Yeah. Yeah. That movie bombing is why we can't have nice movies. Yeah. It's uh, all your fault, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Ben. I didn't mean to go there. <laughs> all right, moving on. Um, Jim Henson's The Storyteller is returning to television. Uh, this is a. Yo. This is yo, a, see, that's yo. good news, but the other thing is the better news, I think. The uh, the original series was an 80s anthology series put on by Jim Henson starring um, John Hurt. And, uh, like, Neil did Ga- they Greek mythology stuff, too? Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. And uh, Neil Gaiman is doing it. This is so freaking great. Oh, shit. This is his third television product uh, that he's personally attached to. He's killing it. He's Good Omens is about to come yes. out on Amazon. <gasps> and he's uh, yes. attached with American Gods American Season Gods 2. American Gods Season 2. He's mm-hmm. practically the showrunner. Practically. Um, and uh, now this. This is great. So this is cool. More Neil Gaiman, please. Did you ever watch any of the original Storyteller stuff? Yeah. I didn't know it existed yeah. until you, about three years ago. You I watched it on Netflix. definitely go check out some stuff. It's on Netflix? It was on Netflix when I watched it. Um, you could definitely find some stuff on YouTube as well. Like, it's worth going and checking out. Like, all the puppet uh, stuff's really fun. Because okay. this news came out is why I sent along to you guys also that there's a comic related to this that's dropping soon. Well, there has been Jim Henson Storyteller comics for a while. Yeah, but there's this new one that... Uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. Is, yeah. Do you know if Neil Gaiman's doing that? No, that's not Neil Gaiman related. So, the, the so Boom has been doing a Jim Henson storyteller comics for a while. They did uh, anthology for dragons and giants. I have the dragons one. It's very good. Um, this is Sirens. The Sirens is the next one. Is the next one? That's cool. Um, is Boom also playing out the right Jim behind you? Right, be, right, right before Joker and Jessica Jones. Um, right there. That's Jim Henson the storyteller. I think. Yes, it is. Yep, Dragons uh, put Dragon, up Dragon. put up by Boom and Arcadia. It's really good. Uh, I was I've been considering doing this for a book club for uh, a while. Question: Did um, Boom are they also? <clears throat> I can't talk. Are they also putting out the Labyrinth books, or is that someone yeah, Boom, else? Boom Boom has yeah. the Jim Henson's license. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dark Crystal uh, too. Yeah. I'm really excited that Neil Gaiman's attached to this. I am too. Neil Gaiman uh, had had this to say, if you don't mind. The, the original no, the original of the storyteller was a brilliantly written, directed, and told set of stories. Gaiman said in a statement, "It's a terrifying and inspiring task to reinvent what Jim Henson did." For the golden age of television we are in right now and i'm honored that the jim henson company would entrust me with the task of bringing back the storyteller and his magical stories and sending him out into the world for a whole new round of tales yo yeah. i believe yeah i believe uh, in his faith what, in jim henson is it netflix or hbo or? doesn't say it doesn't have a, not been what was it originally on 
I want to say it was like HBO or something. Way way back when. Yeah. I would. I'll look know. into. It. I think it might have been HBO, but I, I will look it up. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, so that's cool. So that's really cool. Dude, um, I just want Jim Henson puppeteers. I just want puppets all the time, forever. I never want those to go away. I'm scared. Oh, well, Dark Crystal is Dark Crystal's coming. Yeah, yeah I, I, I hope that company never, like, disappears from us, the, the Jim Henson's. Because, right. like, you know, company. like, things like Happy Time they, come they out. Are, like, uh, they are the definitive experts on puppeteering. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Media. Yeah. Is this book still in print? Probably. I need to get it. Yeah, I want it. I'm talking about the Jim Henson, uh, the Storyteller Dragon book that Brandon has. There's a couple more. There's a couple more. There's there's Giants, which is good, and there, there's uh, now Sirens coming out. There's a couple, uh, and they're all pretty decent. Heck yeah. You okay? Are you dead? Yeah, I just I bent at the wrong angle. Oh. I'm trying to put that book back. You did the uh, you did the what female. I, what I said uh, to Ryan turn? was, don't make fun of me. <laughs> what I said to Ryan is, uh, it was originally on HBO. Yeah, yeah okay, I definitely cool. I remember watching it. Um, Netflix Netflix has picked up The Old Guard, which is a, a miniseries by Greg Rucka, um, which is about... Ryan, did you ever read this one? I picked up the first issue. I think it's about immortal immortal dudes. Yeah, so created by Greg Rucka. I'm just going to read from the, yeah. from the uh, or- article here. The comic follows a team of immortal soldiers fighting through hi- through the history of war. Yes, this is dope. Only yes. to, an enca- to an encounter an enemy immortal who threatens them all. Uh, Rucka is attached to write the screenplay, which yes. is cool. And uh, Gina Prince... Bythewood, who did Cloak and Dagger, is uh, directing. Cool. Cool. Okay. So that's that's, that's Netflix. That's uh, that'd be cool. That'd be a lot of fun. Hell yeah, dude! Good time for comic book adaptations. Um, speaking of good time for adaptations, I'm just gonna skip the last bit you said. Um, <laughs> speaking of, <laughs> Dune has an, uh, you guys have been casting Dune yet? Not yet. No. Ask me again. Ask me in like 20 minutes. Then they'll okay. announce something. Uh, I think we're I think we're almost there. They just cast um, what's the guy's name from Ant-Man and the Wasp? David Macalacmian. Macalac. It's it's closer than you think. It's got it's a crazy name. Uh yeah, he's been he has been cast. He's the guy who the plays... Russian guy in Ant Man the Wasp. Uh, uh he was in oh, Dark Knight. Oh, you mean who is like oh, David, David Dasmalchian. Dasmalchian. There you Dasmalchian. go. Dasmalchian. Yeah, he's been cast. He's a super cool guy. Last week we heard Jason Momoa was atta- was also attached. Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. Jason Everybody. Momoa. My mom. Now, mind uh, you, this uh, cast is who's, not... Who's attached so far is Jason Momoa, yep. Rebecca Ferguson, Hell yeah. Timothy Chalamet, Josh Rowland, Zendaya is rumored, yep. Oscar Isaac, Hell yeah. Dave Bautista, oh, yeah. Javier Bardem, oh, my God. Stellan Skarsgård, oh, my God. Charlotte Rampling, and uh, David, who we just mentioned. Mm. I'm, I've, I've lost it. Oh, uh, So, yeah, um, at this point, you know... Now a lot of these aren't like the contracts have not been signed. But this movie's shooting soon because it comes out next year. Yeah, we have yeah, a release date. We have a release oh date. Oh my god, guys! I don't know. This might be my current. Is this split most... into two films? Yes. Good. Yeah. Uh, this right now is my most anticipated thing ever, just because it's Denny Villeneuve and it's the cast and it's like, hey Denny, here's like a billion dollars. Make a good Avatar movie. Like, nope. Okay, <laughs> you got it. Uh, November twentieth, twenty twenty. Wow, yeah. so they got a lot, a lot of prep work. That's, it's that a one. huge special effects movie. So like. Uh, and Stellan Skarsgård had this to say about Dune it's like the Avengers it's a delicious cast I've just got the book and I'm going to read it now I'm playing a small but important role most of all I wanted to work with Denny Villeneuve yeah I'm pretty sure he's cast as like the main villain uh, so I wonder if his part's going to be bigger in the next part that's cool who knows hell yeah man. Crazy. I'm so excited alright what a cast yeah should be fun yes Twilight Zone has he's, he's made great movies so far so yeah Twilight Zone had a trailer yeah, it Twilight did Twilight Zone did have a trailer and, it's, and I liked it looked yeah. a lot really good looked really good Real uh, I think they're they're. We heard that Adam Scott, for example, was attached to do uh, Nightmare at Thirty Thousand Feet, which would be the remake of Nightmare at Twenty Thousand Feet, 
uh, William Shatner did. And I think they're doing... Don't discredit Will, uh, John Lithgow in the movie. Yeah. Did you did I ever tell you movie. did I ever tell you I watched Third Rock from the Sun? Real quick anecdote. So I watched oh. the uh, the entire Third Rock from the Sun and William Shatner guest stars as, as in that. So he oh, got, yeah. he, so he comes this. off the plane and he goes Oh, I was this anecdote from you. Yeah, I was just saying it anyway. Uh he comes off his it's like I, how was your flight? I it was great, but there was something on the wing on the wing of the plane and John Lithgow just goes, The same thing happened to me. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. And I always thought that was fun. Um so Adam Scott was going to be in, in that now, and it looks to me because we see the the, the floating uh, stuffed animal of the original gremlin from the first from the yeah. first uh, from the first. We short. see the land. So I think yeah. they are reimagining. Uh, they're going to show us that story, but in a new and yeah. intriguing way. Good. I don't want to see the same story it's, again. Exactly. I, I was I was going to say the same thing. I'm and glad you, I'm like that nothing is going to be like oh that looks exactly like old twilight zone yeah. like as far as like shots or or moments or anything i'm like oh no this looks like this is all gonna go go nuts and yeah. i love it <laughs> uh, tonally obviously it's like uh, castle rock is a is a narrative show but tonally i got castle rock vibes like sure. very like kind of like stephen kingy sure, sure. Um, how they use the music in the yeah. trailer it looks really good, oh, yeah, so good. It, and it, there was subtle notions that they might be interconnected in subtle ways like yes, either characters 10 15, 10 15 showing up in every episode like We'll uh, see. We'll see what that is. That's really cool. Yeah. It looks really intriguing. Yeah. This damn you, CBS All Access. God damn it. Damn. See, see. What? What? what th this is the soapbox I, no, I was on. Nobody, when I, nobody wants it. No, no. This is the soapbox. Let me finish. This is the soapbox I was on when Star Trek first. Up, this like, was the soapbox when I was on when Star Trek right now. <laughs> came out, and I was pissed that it was CBS All Access because I didn't want to watch Star Trek on CBS All you Access. You weren't gonna watch it anyway. He's got your. He's got you there. <laughs> he didn't watch it. He's the biggest Star Trek nerd we know. Ne you have Netflix and Hulu. You still haven't watched like twenty five thousand. Ben, <laughs> shut up, Ben. Yeah, yeah, let me yeah, tell you. Yeah. You weren't the only one on the soapbox. I was he's too. He's the actual fan here. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. He bought it and didn't watch it. <laughs> yeah. This the Twilight Zone. This Twilight Zone trailer is the first time where I said, "Okay, I want CBS." All it access. bums me out because, like, yeah, like I. Like I admit, like I pirate something sometimes. I can't. I can't afford everything. Yo, I really yo. don't want to pirate Twilight Zone. I want to no, support it. No. So you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna wait. And when it comes out on Blue, on a uh, Blu-ray Blu DVD, Sparks, tell me. Like text me. It's like yeah. Ben, it's out. I'll you have it. twenty oh, yeah. bucks saved, or however much it's gonna be. Twenty dollars. It's not even twenty. <laughs> if he's buying DVD, he could probably get it for twenty. No, I'm gonna get. Let's what be is this? Two thousand and four. Let's be honest. I'm buying the Blu-ray of that. <laughs> <laughs> Lordy. I'm DVDs buying, are too expensive. I am yeah, buying the Blu-ray set for DVDs this. DVDs are too expensive? They shouldn't be 20 bucks when they come out. If they're a show, then they should If be. they're not a movie, yeah. they shouldn't be. They're like be. a complete series. Yes. Yeah. But when this comes out, that's how I'm going to support Twilight Zone, because I want to watch this. Yeah. It, 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 I just, I love I'll tell you what, if the reviews are like incredible, yeah. I will I will buy it. Yo, yeah. I'll uh, buy it for, for just that show. No, I, I want to buy it too. Uh, I'm, fucking, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, that's <laughs> our one. Um... Is, since we're talking oh, about you swore. <coughs> yeah, you don't. You, I never. I never do it. Uh, it's since we're talking about physical media for a moment, um, 4K is taking a bit of a nosedive. Are they really? Is oh. it, yes. Is all about 8K now. 4K is not getting back the money. Part of it being like how much it costs to make, but 4K is not making the money they want it to, so they're not sure where to move forward. Blu-rays are still selling better than 4Ks are. Ooh. DVDs are not taking a dip, by the way. They're just kind DVDs of... are still successful. Worldwide. I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the problem we get. That's not the problem, but like the industry has tried to find a ways to move away from physical media, but it still does well enough for them to be like, well, we can't well, the, actually. Well, the yeah. thing is, like, uh, they just if they want to 
do well with Blu-rays, they have to just straight up get rid of DVDs and bring Blu-rays down in price. Yeah, and everybody will buy Blu-rays because people are still just all the time buying DVDs, like regular. Because DVDs DVDs. are the cheaper option. Yeah, Yeah. by the way, and a lot of people like Netflix don't care about HD. Yeah, 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 exactly. By uh, Netflix, uh, finally putting some of their movies on DVD. Uh, I just saw Cloverfield Paradox on DVD. Okay, cool. DVD and Blu-ray. Yeah. Do you guys want to own Cloverfield Paradox, Ben? I'll tell you what. If they they make a three-pack, I'll totally buy the three-pack. That's out. Oh yeah, I'm still waiting for Ooh. I'm still waiting for uh, uh, Jessica Jones season two to hit Blu-ray. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, um, we started watching that like six months ago. All right, so I'm still waiting for it. Yeah. The last last thing we're going to talk about in the news, his Dark Materials, which is the BBC adaptation of the Golden Compass novel. Why'd you point at me? Oh, I didn't mean to. Oh, okay. Because it's your Dark Materials. I, that's why I assumed. Yeah. He what said kind of his Dark, dark Materials? materials what, kind, at me. what kind of Dark Materials do you have? Like lucid crystals? Uh, the Twitch shut up. like a polar bear with armor. Mostly, or mostly topas. This oh, shows us. They don't. That's too far. It's too far. <laughs> this shows us nothing uh, except for the cast, but it yeah. looks really rad. I think. Oh uh, yeah, and it's HBO, so they're giving it the big monies. Um, HBO, got, BBC co-production. Yeah. Uh, and it's got Daphne Keene from Logan, uh, James mm-hmm. McAvoy. Like it's, it looks, uh, looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm excited. All right, moving I like on. the look of it. Shall we get into our main topic? No, Alita made so much money. Oh yeah, at yeah. the Chinese box office, uh, hopefully it gets a sequel. That's all. Yeah, Good yeah, point. it's doing so well. This may be the first American-made anime film to actually get a sequel. Wow, that's wow, bananas. Be insane. I'm mm-hmm. pretty into that. It's oh. just I didn't think I like after Aquaman mm-hmm. was a huge success. I'm like wow, but like Alita's the one that's number one. It it's, it, it, it broke records. I'm it's like, like a it's the good. Good version of the Venom situation. Yes, yeah. and China. again, like like Alita's not like perfect or anything, but that's a that's a movie that like it took chances, and I'm like I'm I think glad the sequel could be really good. Yeah, I'm glad it's getting some due. I said, wow, I we s- might actually get to see a follow up about it. <sighs> yeah. I said, I said the same. I said the same thing about um, you know, Warcraft and Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, broken record. Like I'm less interested in this film and more interested in the next one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So yeah, hopefully we get that next one. Heck yeah! All right, let's move on to our main topic. I hope we get another Tomb Raider. Me too. Yeah. So for our main topic today, we were talking about uh, Dragon Ball Z Resurrection F. Um, Again? Oh, okay. <laughs> no, we never talked about Resurrection F. Here we go, baby. Top Broly, baby. Oh yeah, Broly, Broly. That's Bro- Resurrection no, no. F was before the show. Got it. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, no, we are talking about How to Train a Dragon: The Hidden World, the third in the How to Train a Dragon franchise. Third and final. Uh, third and final. Uh, full spoilers from here on out. You have been warned. We will be spoiling all three films. Go um, see it. Go see all three. Go see it. It's it's really great. Um, all right. Uh, let's get some initial thoughts. Ryan, you're closest to me. Hey, what's up? I thought this movie was really, really good. I'm not going to lie. I I don't think it's the best one. And since this is the final one, I, I left the theater in a really... You know, I thought it was really good, but upon reflection, I'm like, man, I didn't I didn't feel as strongly connected as I did, the se- especially the second one. Sure. I think that second one's, like, incredible. And this one's really good. And, again, when you have two movies that are so good, your third movie's pretty good... I don't think that's a bad thing. This movie's still yeah, really yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's yeah, I like it. Sparks. I found this movie to be perfectly good. Yeah, and that that was about that was about it. Ben. Yeah, I had a great time with the movie, but it. Well, I have to agree with Ryan. After I left the theater, it was it didn't give me that much of a emotional connection as one and two did. Mm-hmm. Like Brandon, you and I saw the first one together up in Monterey on IMAX. Was that Ten years ago, the first one came out. Mm-hmm. It was. I can't believe it. Yeah, came out against Toy Story three. And I saw an IMAX. I was like, "That was an amazing. That was amazing." And How Drain Dragon Do was awesome. This one, it's great. It's good. I really enjoy it, but doesn't really hold up. I, uh, I will challenge that only in the sense of when I came out of the second film, I felt much the same way. I was like, you know, it's okay. It's not as good as the first one, 
and watching the second one in uh, again and again and again, and again. I watched it three times this week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, that second one's like bomb. And I saw it the first time, and I was so I away. feel like you know once the hype dies down of this being the, the last film, I think perhaps we'll look on it more favorably. And uh, but see, in I I. I had no expectations or hype for this movie because, like, these—it's not like it's a franchise that I'm like that I'm in love with. I think they're really great movies, but it's not something sure. that like speaks to me. You know, I watched them with you. Right. And I'm like, man, these are awesome. Uh, uh, so I think maybe I think it's just you're so close to it. I am very close yeah. to this franchise. Uh, and again, this again, this is my this is I'm gonna give this movie a really high score. But those other two movies for me are just like so next level. And like this one's like again, it's really good. I'm, I don't. I'm not negative. I promise. But like, man, it's, yeah, it's it's another one of these. I had a I had a some I had an interesting uh, specifically. I have an inch, I have an issue with this film and the second film. Uh, it's the same issue. I don't think their villains make a lot of sense. Yeah, I think the villain for this. If this is the yeah. final movie, I thought the villain was like, man, you should have you should have switched the villain roles. So here's yeah. so here's what the sure yeah I yeah that. yeah we've we've thought we've thought about this for a while. Uh, we've we've known about this for a while, but. Uh, Kate Blanchett's character in the second film was initially like the very first script stage was supposed to be the the villain of the movie. It was going to be a uh, mis uh, misinterpreted villain, and she was th- she was going to try and save the dragons off of Burke. like Elsa, like Elsa. Um, she was going to save the dragons off of Burke because she's like, well, Burke hates dragons, so they're trying they're torturing and killing these dragons. So yeah. she was going to save them. It was going to be a hiccup job to kind of convince her to come back, and that was the that was the story of the second film. Uh, after a while, they got into the whole like you know the stories about hiccup. Uh, growing and so in order to do that stoic needs to get out of the way and he can't have uh, Valka kill stoic so they needed so they split the villain uh blot of uh blood fist which is the which was initially going to be the third villain mm-hmm. they split him in two and put him in the second and put him and put one of them in the second film uh i think that was a mistake because the first film doesn't have an, a true antagonist no outside of a dragon no it really doesn't well stoic well, Stoic. Stoic is honestly, he's the antagonist. He's not the bad guy, yeah. but he is the antagonist. Yes. But there's no one, like, antagonizing their way of life and trying to, like, wipe out all dragons. Or anything. Stoic is Stoic is the hurdle to get through for, for Hiccup. Yes. Um, if you had that and then had Valka be the, the villain in the second film and then had Bloodfist be the, the villain of the third film, you have the progression of the different villains and then finally you have, a, you have a, 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 a truly, like, attacking our way of life villain in the third film and i think that might have been stronger for the for the trilogy in total i agree 100 percent. yeah i shuffle shuffle some things around and like i could be talking about like this third one being like like wow this is the ending yeah um and again like the variant in the movie is really cute and really sweet and i love that i i i love those endings i am a huge sucker for the people get married they have kids you see both endings killed me by the way i'll be fully up front yeah oh yeah I mean, those type of endings, I always, I, I'm a sap for those endings. But getting, I felt like for this movie especially, we didn't really spend a whole lot of time in the hidden world. We spent, no, we didn't. Too, we spent, I felt like we spent too little because the whole thing was we need to find the hidden world. <coughs> and also, like the antagonist, yeah, he, he gets the hunt, but he's out to kill Night Furies and he literally has one just dangling around. The Light Fury. The Light Fury. No, Light Fury is different. Because if you look in the hidden world, it's uh, again. This is me extrapolating just from the visuals I'm given. Okay. In the hidden world, there are many light furies, but there's no oh. night furies. He's like the king, right? Like he's supposed to be like he the leader. He is the last night he's fury. Last, that's yeah. why. Oh, that's okay. why when they have babies, they look. They're mixed. black and they're white. They're not. They're not like one black or one white. Light furies and night furies are different. Never. They're mind. compatible, but they're different species of dragon. Got it. Um. <clears throat> so, 
in the hidden world, there's also the uh, Bewilderbeast from the second film, uh, Bloodvis Bewilderbeast. You can tell because his uh, his, tus- his tusk is broken. Tusk uh-huh. is broken yeah. Oh, the big one. Um, so we're, I guess, from that we're left to extrapolate that Bloodvis had died between the first and the, between the second and third film, but he doesn't die in that second film. He escapes with with the with the Bewilderbeast. Hmm. So it kind of like the second film does hint that he could come back. Yeah. And so you're like, why doesn't he? Because then that would give you. Uh, a villain who has revenge. already like a yeah. revenge story. You've got a predetermined villain already. Yeah. So I didn't think the, didn't he wasn't he on the dragon and the dragon fell back into the ocean? Yeah. He drowned. I but you were well. That's what happened that. to the villain in the third one. He drowned because he just fell in the water too. <laughs> he did just fell in the water. <laughs> he either drowned. Or, they drowned. <laughs> he, either, he either drowned or died on impact. Yeah. They were water fun. murders. <laughs> They're wearing heavy armor. Yeah. They drown. Yeah. It's it's a uh, it's the Wicked Witch of the West. Actually, it, it would make a lot of sense if Bloodfist drowned because he'd lost his arm at that point too. Mm, yeah. So he only had one. Like he drowned. Yeah. I mean, but like because they don't kill him at the end, you could have had him be the, the villain of the third film again. Like he comes back. And isn't he? Isn't isn't the villain? What's the third? The villain of the third one? Grim. Grimmold. Grimmold. Is he? Isn't he the brother of the bad guy? No. The, oh, okay. I think he said the word brother, but I think it's in terms he's, of, like, he's, my, my buddy. He's basically the same character. He's a dragon trapper. They're, they're, yeah. they're the same character. Yeah. yeah. They're trying to do the same yeah. thing. That was really, like, like, I like everything with, with the good characters and the dragons I really like, but I just found the villain. It's like, yeah, man, that's another villain. Yeah. Even those I, didn't, I, wasn't, I, liked, I, wasn't, I liked when he was in Hiccup's home. Yeah, I, that was a really that was good great. Yeah, like, when he snuck in, yes. Where he's yes, like, yes. I hope you don't mind I pull myself a drink. It had the same vibe as... um. This is a weird connotation, but it had the same vibe as uh, in Ratatouille when uh, the food critic approaches Linguini mm, for the first mm-hmm. time. And he's like, ah, you've been playing the game without an opponent. And as you know, that's against the rules. Yes. And then yeah. it had that same vibe of like, oh, you stepped up now. Yeah. Let me show you how you play this game. Yeah. But but then the rest of the movie doesn't really deliver yeah. on what that feeling establishes of him being in the home. Yeah. Yeah, and again, like it goes without saying, this movie looks incredible. It does. The animation, oh, yeah. the animation beautiful. is beautiful. The animation is stunning. It almost looks like when, when, like The Incredibles as well, like too, as well. Like when animation gets so good, it almost looks like stop motion. It almost looks sure, real, like sure. they're like action figures. I'm like, man, we've we've really progressed with that first movie. You can which see also good. the stubble on, on Hiccup's face. face. Yeah, and I was like, holy crap! I stubble. expected more beard. Yeah, marketing lied. To me. Yeah, <laughs> I was expecting. I, I had a problem with more... that. Yeah, what I the had beard? A big problem with that? No, I had a big problem with the marketing. Oh. The fact that I saw the beard. Yeah. I was like, at a certain point in the film, I'm going, that's okay, on the, well, I the know poster. Is, I know how this ends. Yeah. yeah. You told me how this ends. Yeah. I don't like that. Why'd you tell me how this ends? The, um, and Dean DeBloy also, was, like, he's been vocal about, like, guys, just don't watch the trailers, please. Like, it, well, that's, <laughs> but that's James, James Wan's like, yeah, watch this five minute trailer. It doesn't spoil anything. Like, you can't expect us not to watch it. It's unavoidable. And yeah. it's, it, it sucks. I really wish they hadn't shown the beard in the market because yeah. that kind of killed I forgot of the film there was a beard until the last minute I'm like oh yeah where the, no, where the as, hell as I'm watching the movie I'm like is he supposed to have a beard it wasn't just like in the marketing it was the first shot of Hiccup in the first trailer for this movie and yeah. they're like yeah. he's grown up oh he's yeah. grown up and then the rest of the trailer is like oh I guess he gets like this movie takes place over a course I of time I thought there was going to be a huge time jump like, so did in I. like the beginning or something yes yeah. Yeah. that's what I was hoping but they, they, re, they, re, they go back into they revisit the idea of Hiccup giving Toothless a new tail that he can use on his own. Yes. Um, that mm-hmm. was from the... There was a Gift of the Night Fairy uh, short film 
that Hiccup built him a tail and Hootsuth doesn't want it, so he broke it because he wanted to ride with Hiccup all the right, time. Right. So they revisited uh, that plot element again so that uh, Toothless can go flirty, flirty, flirty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think one of, the str- one of the strengths of this franchise, the, all three films, is that the dragons feel like real animals. Yeah. yeah. They're, I agree. How they, how, they, how they animate the dragons, how they move, how they walk, how they, how they talk, or, you know, make noises, it's excellent. You feel... Like they're living, breathing yeah. creatures, every single one of them with personality, and they never lose sight of each one's personality. Yeah. Uh, when Hiccup is <clears throat> trying to flirt with the Light Fury, is one of the most charming flirting scenes I've ever seen in film. Yeah, I think that's that true. That was, yeah, yeah. that was great. Uh, I don't feel like the secondary cast is utilized as well in this movie as it I is in the other 100% two. I hundred percent agree. They're just kind of present, and it's like, hey, you're familiar. Here they are, being the same yeah. as they've always been. And um, but there's nothing. There's nothing really developing with I, again, like any if, of them. I feel like if you just like swap these two movies and it's like change the ending for the third movie, like sure. that second movie, everything in it would still be a better finale. Mm-hmm. Like it feels bigger in scope. It, it feels, feels more like personal. A, it does feel like a better finale because it's the death of Stoic. Yeah, right. That's that's a problem that this movie has is there's no. It doesn't feel like the stakes are anywhere near as high as they were in two. Yeah. yeah. Not only that. The fact that the stakes don't feel as high makes it feel like there isn't. I understand why Toothless leaves. Mm-hmm. Why? Why toothless? He's like, you gotta go, bud. Uh-huh. The entirety of Burke sending their dragons away is like, uh, you just like totally showed that no army can stop you. I don't know why you're like, oh, our dragons have to go away. Yeah, uh, yeah. I especially had a problem with Valka losing uh, Cliff Jumper. Cliff Cla- Cloud, Cloud Jumper. Cloud, Cloud Jumper. Jumper. I I had a big problem with that. I'm like, one dragon could have stayed, and that should have been the dragon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's no good reason for it. I could understand all the dragon babies going, but like all of these dragons who are the adults could have stayed with their partners in Burke until death. Yeah. The story there is... was it, it did not make that motion feel necessary. Yeah. Other than like we want to tell the story where like this was real and this is why dragons don't exist in the world anymore. And I'm like, I, I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need that. Well, that's what I said when the first trailer came out. Is I said I don't want that story. Right. I agree. And yeah. I feel like the stakes never justified it. Yeah. I know. I agree. Toothless. Toothless leaving. That felt emotional, personal, and justified. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But everything, everything else about sending all the dragons away, that was like. I don't agree. You know, yeah. I actually agree because, like, Toothless being it, because he is, as you said, the last Night Fury, him being with the Life Fury and, like, being the king They're of They're called Dragon. Nightlights. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Is that from, is that from the Funko Pop? Yeah. By the way, Nightlight? That's what, uh, that's what the Funko the, spo- the, That was the spoiler. That was the spoiler for me. They had, like, the. You see uh, how I didn't think it was, like, a super big deal? No, I mean, the no, beard was yeah. a bigger spoiler. I knew. <laughs> yeah, the beard was. That, the beard mixed with those Funkos, I was like, well, now I know what the very end of the movie is. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And, and also. They have um, uh, Roughnut's brother, the other twin, whose name I can't remember. Tough Nut? Yeah. Had that stupid beard joke the they entire time. They recast T.J. Miller. They did. They did. did you hear that? Yeah. Yep. Happy about it. Me too. Cool with that. I, uh, he didn't even... Whoever your was, move, yeah. Disney. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't... Yeah, they didn't even give him a credit at the Yeah, end. because like, yeah. when we're going through the credits, I want to see who replaced him. They didn't say it. No, they didn't. <laughs> it was still Kristen Wiig, but it wasn't the other dude. <laughs> Interesting. Um, oh, crap, Baskets. I lost my train of thought. It's... No, you know, it well, was. I'm, this is not surprising. The second movie had a bigger budget than this movie did. Oh. You can mm-hmm. tell. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the animation actually, is still great. Yeah, but, but like, so no, much more happens in that second no, movie. No, yeah. actually, I remember what I was going to say, because I was going to go off that when. Um, it's definitely uh, a smaller, more personal film. Mm-hmm. When Hiccup was saying goodbye to Toothless, and then Astrid goes to her dragon and says, Goodbye, girl. I'm like, She doesn't have to go. Right. She's fine. She right. can stay. And then when everyone's like, Okay, good. He's like, Guys. You need to find it. You found it. This is the, unjustified. The whole it's thing like was what they, what, what they decided to do was they decided to tell a story about 
what they tried to do is they tried to tell a story that justified why why each dragon needed to leave, and that and that was personified by the fact that they decided that everyone's going to try and it's going to the dragons paint a target on their back, because they because it, without with the dragons <clears throat> people will always always hunt them and want to destroy their way of life, so they need to send the dragons away. That doesn't come off. What comes off is well, we want to try and set this in the real world. Okay, yes. yeah, I yeah. agree. I agree. I yeah. didn't like it. Because you could have, uh, yeah. yeah, like, um, like you said, Sparks, cl- uh, Cloud Jumper could have stayed, or you could have just like got the big guy down from the other guy and just like it, just chill. I gotta say it, the. Oh, it also ruins for me a sense that all of the other dragons outside of Toothless and Hiccup, who had bonded with their partners at at Burke, it ruined this sense that like they were they were staying there out of choice. Yeah, it made it feel like. They just wanted permission and there wasn't to, to like, be dismissed. There wasn't like a scene where like some of the dragons were like, "Oh, I don't want to leave" or anything, right? No, it was yeah. just there was no leaving, hesitation right? except from Cloud Jumper. Okay, that was the so one. There was more. That was that, the one where there was the moment yeah. with Volca, which is why I stood by. That I was like, if it was there's like no good decision, reason. Cloud Jumper is yeah. one specific example where it's showing too bonded to its person. If there was an inner tur- turmoil between like we have to send you off for the betterment of everyone, yeah. Great, but they don't really present it that way. No, yeah. it, it, I, this is where I agree with you about how like a good job they do personifying the characters of the dragons as animals mm-hmm. and everything. Animals that are that bonded with their people don't just leave like that. Yes. And that didn't work for me because it wasn't justified. They just eliminated their greatest Meat, threat. Uh, meat lug, meat, uh, loaf, the little one, meat loaf. Yeah, uh, fish meat. Is, fish meat. Uh, is just he just. Um, Christopher Miss Plassey just takes him out of his satchel, puts him in Meat Lug's mouth, and says bye. And Meat Lug just flies off. Bye, and you're yeah. like, Wait no, a minute. It lost, it lost like all no the, emotion. it lost all the heart that it had built up in the previous films of the other characters being connected with their dragons yes. outside of Hiccup and Toothless. And I didn't appreciate that because that was very present, going from one into two. Two, yes. all of the dragons are very clearly connected to their people. Mm-hmm. And they are bonded. And this one, Toothless, is the only one that stops and just like gives Hiccup a hug. Right. Because the film lost... The film... I get it. Like The story is about Hiccup's growth. Hiccup and Toothless sure, growth, sure, sure. growth. But you do lose... You, you lose the, the again, effect of the other again, dragons. If yeah. they had not just defeated their only big threat to the dragons staying with them, I'd be like, okay, I get it. It's for their safety. Yeah. But they did. They wiped them out no problem. Easier than they did Drago, even. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was crazy. But they did. Uh, so it doesn't... It's not justified. The other thing I was going to say is that the movie feels just very safe. Yeah. The yeah. others felt yeah. more yeah. risky and bold, especially because the second one kills Stoic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this felt very tame, very safe. I, I, I enjoyed it. It's yeah. a good movie. I'm being, I'm being negative. I'm being critical, but yes. I enjoy the movie, but I never felt surprised about anything. Yeah. And that Same. disappointed me because I'm, this is a franchise that I've chosen. Like I, I like to be a little surprised about where it's going at. And at about 25 minutes into the movie, I was like, I feel like I know everything that's about to happen yeah. in this movie. And that disappointed me. Um, also, I don't love that every movie now has had a thing where, we're going to go find the place where all the dragons are. Oh, here it is. And we've never seen this place before. Mm-hmm. And all three of the movies hit that same beat. And it's beautiful, the worlds that they find when they do that. But it's still like, all right, but we're doing this again. So I got two I got two things I want to touch on real quick. Uh, one, uh, I read an article that I firmly disagree with. They claims that Stoic's heel turn in character doesn't make any sense. Stoic in, is in this film. Uh, right. He does a it is a flashback sequence where he's talking about finding the hidden world and sealing it off. It's at the beginning of the movie, yeah. Um, people claim people are claiming that Stoic saying that he loves dragons. 
I don't think so. I think that is entirely in line with Stoke's character. I think that's entirely just trying to be a clickbait. No, line. see that. Yeah. That, but like, the that book ends the movie of of. Uh, father talking to his sons about the hidden world right. and, and how that's completely turned where Stoic did not like dragons right. mm-hmm. but now we live in the future where it's the exact same story but he loves dragons right. yeah. like it's just it's a nice bookend I, I saw it as he wanted to seal it so no dragon so nobody he, was fighting with them anymore. yeah because yeah. he saw a dragon killed his wife a dragon killed Hiccup's mom that's how he saw right. it that's why he wants to fight that's why any he doesn't go actively hunt dragons any dragons that come to Berg Kill him. Yeah. And then when Hiccup changes his mind in, at the end of one and into two, he's like, yeah, dragons are cool. One of the things I do like about Stoic, about, um, Stoic is that they, they reference him again. By the way, I think this might be Gerard <clears throat> Butler's best role, Stoic. Yes. Um, and he, one of the things I, I like about it is uh, when we see when Valka says, why is Hiccup acting this way? And Hiccup and, and Valka, oh, um, no, Ash is asking, and Valka says, because he feels he needs to do it alone because Stoic had no choice but to do it alone. He doesn't know that he has you. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought that was yeah. really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That is nice. I thought that was really sweet. No, no there, yeah. there's really good moments. There mm-hmm. are. There's also a really great bookend from the first movie where where Astrid where they lost all the dragons and Astrid said again where they lost all the dragons again and Astrid says uh, so what are you going to do about it and Hiccup says probably something stupid. Mm-hmm. It was I'll call yes. back from the first yeah. film. I thought that was mm-hmm. really good too. Everything with with Hiccup and Astrid like I really liked. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. However, I did feel a trepidation to like be more bold with their relationship. Mm-hmm. It was like cutesy, and it's like it was, oh, it was cutesy, so you don't want to marry felt, me. It felt like it was at the same level it was in two, and I'm like, they can be they, in love. Yeah, like we can know that they are a couple. Yeah, you don't need to be like shy about it at this point. That is actually one of the things I did not like about the movie. Yeah, because <clears throat> in my personal life, people actually have been bugging me to the point where it really effing annoys me. Because they're like, so, when are you and Fanny getting married? When are you going to tie the knot? <laughs> when are you going to get married? Huh? Huh? Uh, I'll be huh? right back. I'm going to go in the other room and ask her that question. I don't. We hate that question. <laughs> we <laughs> absolutely despise it. So when, uh, what was his name again? The guy with the fake beard? Tough Nut. Tough Nut. No, that, that's the sister. The No, that's Tough, tough, tough Nut. Oh, yeah. Um, so, Rough Nut's the sister. Tough Nut's the yeah. boy. So Tough Nut, every time he kept trying to pull Hiccup aside and be like, hey, try to give you marriage advice. I'm, I'm just sitting there going... Uh, I thought those scenes were a lot were, were, were kind of funny. They like, were lose the limp. I have a peg leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but every time he's like, "Hey, you guys should get married. Get married. Get married." I'm like, "Stop pushing him. Just get married when they want to." Jesus, or no, for Thor's sake, stop pushing it. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, that's actually uh, I, I like that they never lost the like the gods Thor yeah. Odin yes. like yes. The, the expletives with the with those. I love the other those. thing I want to ask, what do we think about the the new dragons specifically the um, scorpion dragons? No, the the small ones with the big eyes, the hobgoblins, the hobgoblins. Oh. They're little cute. I thought those. What? That, I thought that was really. <laughs> You're every, cursed. That's a bad omen. Yeah. When <laughs> what? when those... Gobber sees when Gobber sees like. How many of them were there? There was only one before. And then, like, when he turns around and sees him in the bush, like, ah! <laughs> I thought those were a lot of fun. You know, that kind of doesn't go anywhere. It kind of bugs me out, because what happened? Like, no, it no, goes they, somewhere. Well, yeah, they, that one guy gets cursed, and he loses his fight, but then they, you don't see the hot dog. The ship sport. gets eaten. Yeah, the ship gets eaten, but you don't see him fly away at the end of the movie. Oh, And actually, also, yeah. also, another thing, what what were those um, Conqueror dudes trying to do? Were they just trying to conquer Burke for the sake of conquering it? Yeah, or the Conquerors. That's all um, they were doing, right? One of, one of the things I did like because they don't want they don't want uh, they don't want dragons. They right? don't want dragons. They don't want dragon riders. Okay, because their whole motivation I don't know. They're just because, bad guy generals. Yeah, I just one, it one was of just things lost I on did, me. One of the things I did like I like that there's there is an action sequence where where a lot of people get the shine, either comedically or, or action wise. Like the first one, the first like the, the first the and rain? the last. Oh, okay, yeah. the first and the last. Like even Gobber in the last one gets to 
gets to kind of show his yeah. show his weight. I really oh, I yeah. like the beginning like raid scene, like in the fog. Oh yeah, like with with uh, Hiccup Slamming Sword. Yeah, well, and how uh, he first, loads it up. It's really cool. First and of course, movie to open with a cold open. Yeah, and then how to train a dragon. And then he guys. walks he walks in and they're like, oh, demons! What? No, it's dragon scales. David Tennant, by the way, that was yes, David Tennant. Yes, uh, David Tennant was two roles in this movie. <gasps> he reprised his role as Snotlout's father, which he's been Spitlout. in the past two films. And so he's had like one line. Yes, and the TV series. And then he was also that guy who said, you're a demon. That's David Tennant. And the reason why this happens is David Tennant's in all the movies because David Tennant did the audiobooks for the books. Of this really? Yes. 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 Cool. Uh, he's in the TV series <clears throat> Spit Loud. Man, every so time I hear something bad. about David Tennant, I just love him more and more and more. Um, yeah, he, uh, second time he's come up in the show. That, <laughs> that guy's name, by the way, the one who saw the demons, his name is Ivar the Witless. <laughs> Ivar the ah, Witless. Ah, that's great. Yeah. <clears throat> that's I was great. just looking that up while you brought it up. Okay. Um, yeah, I like... Uh, I think the action sequences are really interesting. Uh, one of the things also this film does differently from the first two is that it doesn't open with a this is Burke. Mm-hmm. It does a cold open and then in dialogue Hiccup says this is Burke. Right. To a pretty cool new dragon, I think. I think that dragon's kind of neat. Yeah. It the was. big one. Yeah. Uh, I like the dragon designs the, of the franchise. The moose, the oh moose yeah, dragon? absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I liked that the villain was uh, a bad Hiccup. When when it broke yeah. down that moment where it's like, why are you doing this? And he's like, because unlike you, when I had the chance to kill a Night Fury, I killed it. Mm-hmm. And then he, yeah, that made me a hero and I kept killing them. And I was like, I like if they did more with that, this parallel of like different paths of Hiccup of what this villain yeah. could be to make him yeah. stand apart and, and be this representation against Hiccup. I would have liked it more. It just... It was just missing the spark that the other two films had. Yeah, and like that's that's the tr- the word I was trying to find. Like like it, it's just missing like that that extra sizzle that the other movies yeah, had. Yeah. Would and, you say it's missing some dragon fire? Yeah, no, I'll take it. No, I won't because you're an idiot. We definitely saw some dragon fire. Woo! Woo. We saw some dragon fire. You've done worse puns than me, buddy. I have. That's Be true. better. Oh, <laughs> bitch, please. Um. Yeah, this movie, like again, like it's not bad, but like when when the bar is set so high, it's, it's slightly yeah. disappointing. And yeah, like I, again, I felt the same way coming out of the second one, uh, but I wasn't quite as disappointed. Like the second one, I was like, well, it's not as good as the first one, but I think those first two films, now looking back, are pretty great. I yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. There, there's there's a lot of great moments. There are a lot of great moments. It's a good film. Yeah, it just feels it feels very tame. Yeah, yeah. It feels even even the ending feels tame because <clears throat> going to the second ending, which I do like, I like that Hiccup got to see Toothless again. Yes. But even then, that's still tame. That's like, oh no, don't worry, they find each other yeah, again. Yeah, right. right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Too. It's it's very it's very safe. It's very reserved. It feels like they pulled back on on taking some chances yeah. with things. Uh, the the secondary characters don't shine as much as they do in the other films. Mm-hmm. The the personal plot with Hiccup and Astrid and and him being chief isn't pushed as far as I want it to. The villain isn't pushed as far as I want it to be. Um, the hidden world is barely there. Feels, feels like a, <laughs> yeah. a plot device more than a location that, mm-hmm. that is interesting to it's explore. It's a MacGuffin. Yeah. yeah, I don't... And it never felt that way in the previous films. It yeah. never felt like these locations were that. But this film, it does. Um, that bums me out. And uh, the ultimately, the, the conclusion of the film feels unjustified. Mm-hmm. in the story that it tells and that that really hurts it a lot uh if this were the first how to train your dragon film as a plot this would be really kind of eh. yeah uh as a conclusion and a third one it still hits a lot of the beats that we love about the series and it's really nice in that sense but mm-hmm. i i they didn't bring things as far as they i wanted them to this is one of those cases where i would say like the trailer for the film is a little better than the movie itself mm-hmm. like the the feelings you get when you're watching that trailer are really amping and exciting and uh, emotional and this movie is like yeah, yeah, 
It's got a great theme. I really like the theme for, the, for Happy Chains Reaction. The music's oh, yeah. always fantastic yes. in, these, oh, yeah. in these films. Yeah. Uh, music John Devney's music fantastic. has always uh, been really Music's good. always great. I love the fight sequence between uh, Toothless and Light Fury. <clears throat> yeah, that, me too. That was, that like was really when they good. flow into the storm and he gets the lightning and he finally turns invisible. I'm like, man, that's just so cool. Yeah. A, new, a new power uh, from Ooh. Toothless like he found in the second one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I kind of feel like if, the two, if they had not split Drago and Grimmel into into two characters, kept them in, kept them in the third film, and kind of maybe flip the the plots of the of, yeah. the of the second and third, or just have them come back for revenge. Like yeah. that would make this more. I think no. perhaps that would have been better. Or just or just like make them. You needed honestly. You needed to make the villains, both both him individually and the whole army, a more unstoppable force to justify your decision to make them send the dragons away. The, if you do yeah. that, if they can't overcome them. Then it's just Drago was a way more. It didn't feel like villain. it didn't feel like a loss. It felt like a. Oh, this is how it you has beat to end. The bad it didn't guy. feel like something yeah. where they had to make the sacrifice. It was something where it was just like, this is yeah. how this movie goes. I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking of like like the epic dragon fight of like the second movie. Oh and I'm yeah. Like, Man, this shit goes places. One of, the, one of the best bits of the second film, by the way, not to get too much into it. Oh, we can talk about it all day, baby. But the second film has a real when you see the two alphas fighting uh-huh. and it zooms back and you see Stoic and Bloodfist fighting yes. and it's the two yeah. and the yes. two in the back. Like that that shot's great. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't I. I have trouble remembering like anything that impressive in this movie. It there, looks, it all looks really good. There's no, there's nothing. It, the animation is still excellent, but there's nothing framed quite like the second or even the first film. Yeah. There's nothing grandiose, nothing really too large about them, uh, and that could be because they wanted to scale back and tell a more personal story. But it does, you do lose a bit of the impact because there was something being told in those first two films with that yeah. grandiose storyline. And, and I'm totally fine with you know doing uh, the final movie being smaller and more personal, but. I still don't think it the impact was there that, that they expected or wanted. So making it smaller yeah. didn't help. So right. made, like I'm just like, oh man, I see what you're trying to do, but I don't think it works. Uh, I also have a slight problem with um, when it comes to the end and they're going to save Toothless after he's been grabbed and all the rest of the dragons. That yeah. It's like, uh, what, you know, what are you going to do? I don't know, probably something stupid. Even when Hiccup had said that in the past, he always had a strategy of some kind. Mm-hmm. The strategy here was fly down. <laughs> like I, I was like, really? They plan. should have been able to stop you. Yeah, that didn't. Hey man, he has a plan. Attack. Speaking of animation, though, uh, I think Hiccup's out—not uh, Hiccup's Astrid's outfits. All three of them: her wedding outfit, her casual outfit, and her armor look rad. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think Astrid specifically her outfits in this film really. She stick has up. spikes on her skirt. That is that's pretty badass. Cool. Yeah. I think all the all like all the dragon armor designs. I think really I like neat. Hiccup's dragon armor the best. It's really cool. But Astrid's designs on oh, everything. Remember, remember the second film? Remember the second film when when there was like uh, where, where have you been? Oh, just catching up with mom. And you just zoom in and the alpha rises from the background. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, Nothing uh, like that. Uh, they're on this brink of being chased and they're afraid of losing their dragons and the film opens that cold open uh with them not having their stuff together enough as a team Mm -hmm. with the secondary characters if the plan when they flew down was because they'd been practicing this whole time to be better all right remember from the beginning guys so they come down but even when they come down in that it's still a lot of things happen accidentally for them yeah it's very bumbly fumbly and i'm like I don't know that you deserve to win this one. How many years was the last one come out? Oh, it's mm-hmm. been a while. Real time, like four years. Four years, okay. Really, it's been. Yeah, I think there's. I think it's about. I think it's 2014. Okay. Was the first. Yeah. Was the second film. Hey, yeah. You guys so. know what kind of you know that uh, <clears throat> um, 
when uh, Astrid and uh, um, Hiccup were fighting together on the last on the boat, the last scene of the movie. Yes. I was really I don't I had a feeling that we were gonna get like a Pirates of the Caribbean three situation where Astrid mm. looks over and says Marius. Yes. Oh yeah. Because they had that look in their eye like what like she tosses the the stone grenade Hiccup throws a sword. What's and gonna happen? Grumble's gonna be like okay. Yeah. I, I Jeffrey don't know. Rush shows up. I ask him Mary. Um, <laughs> what, what, um, I don't know. I just had that vibe. So from the it. the first film, the first and second film, the gap is five years. The second and third is one year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of wish they had stretched that gap out a bit. From the, that's from the that's another third. reason why, like going into the movie before the movie had progressed, and I realized, oh, this is what's happening. Yeah. I it's... thought there would be a time loop. Also, just like again, Brian. it's so also, weird. Also, wait, weird that, thing. wait, wait. Uh, Hiccup is twenty in the second film. That means he's fifteen in the first. I don't buy that either. He's fifteen. Hiccup. They, they designed him really young to be fifteen. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. Uh, I can. I can kind of. I mean, buy I there's get, some baby face fifteen. No, I can kind of buy it. I guess. Um, it, that's that's neither here nor there to me. Let's um, critique the first film now. Uh, <laughs> say what you said again, because it's going to remind me. The gap. The, the yeah. time gap between. Yeah. Um, okay, so two and three. That's what I would have wanted to happen. Is when they had to leave Burke. That's where I wanted the time jump. Mm. I wanted them to have had to like take time. Takes time to travel the ocean because literally, like, not flying like with dragons. we're leaving Burke, and the next shot is they're just to, on the ocean. To travel yeah. away and like have to spend time like prepping themselves and and training and like looking for the hidden world. It wanted it to feel more quest like, yeah. and them having to prepare for this battle that was slowly coming after them. Um, that they were they were being narrowed down in the world to a small section. They were going to have to fight eventually. Yeah, that that's what I did want, and that didn't happen. That. Yeah. That wouldn't have felt safe to me. What we got felt very safe. Right. Well, let's let's wrap this up. Um, let's get final thoughts, Ryan, since you went first. Um. Yeah, man. Uh, this is definitely, like, definitely like probably DreamWorks' best trilogy. I would say. Kung Fu Panda is the best. Kung Fu Panda is <clears> pretty <throat> good. Uh, I haven't seen that. Kung Fu Panda three. Kung Fu Panda three ends the franchise stronger. Okay. Then then maybe. Kung I, Fu- I'll agree. Oh. I'll agree with that. Okay. I'll agree um, that Kung Fu Panda 3 definitely ends its, its trilogy okay. stronger, though I still stand by that. I think 2 is better than 3, just like it is here like How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah. 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 Right, okay. Interesting, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, man, like, it's I'll not... I'll take it back, then. It's not a bad time at all. Uh, it's just, like, if this is the way you're going out, I kind of I kind of hope for a little bit more, but, like, uh, it's still really fun. Like, see it in the theaters if you can. Like, it still looks really good. Right. Um, I would Absolutely. Give, I would give it, uh, like, a 7.5. Like, it's not, it's not bad. Not at all. Right. Sparks. No, it's still a really, really good film. It's just a, a series that is so constantly surprised and impressed that when it comes to this one, it's a little like, oh, this uh, fizzled a little rather than, than going out on a big bang. Um, it, it feels very much to me like uh, in a reverse situation, this film is Toy Story 2 and How to Train Your Dragon 2 is now the Toy Story 3 of strength in the franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a little weird and yeah. kind of a kind of a... A little bit of a bummer, but the film is still really well done. It's beautiful. It's it's still got a lot of the things that make it great. It's just uh, uh trips it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, but it's still well worth watching. I, I agree. I give it about um seven point five. Ben, this film was good. I had a great time with it, but I kept thinking thinking back on it, and it has been quite a while since I last saw How to Train Dragon Two, and that film just got me more. Man, don't watch three and then two. Like, yeah, I did. don't do that. I, that's a mistake. That. I, real quick, Ben. Like, I just saw three, and I still have more memories of two in my head. Really? Yeah. Man, I wow. thought I was the only one. No, no, because like I like that dragon battle. Like, yeah. Like it's incredible. With, with the two giant alphas. Yeah, dude, that's so it's, great. It's, it's incredible. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Bewilderbeast, by the way. Bewilderbeast, nice. Okay, cool. Um, but this one, yeah, it does. It does feel safe. It does give the the sappy ending that I like. But at the same time, I was kind of hoping for maybe Hiccup standing on the cliff with his beard looking out and seeing <coughs> Toothless and the Night Fury fly in the fly in the distance, and he just smiles knowing his friend's okay. 
but I mean, it's fine. It's serviceable. It's it is still good. There are kernels of greatness in this movie, but it's just surrounded by. It's all right. So yeah, seven point five. Yeah, I think I'd probably. I think I'd probably give it an eight, specifically for my connection to the franchise. I think uh-huh. this is my favorite animated franchise, uh, more so than anything Pixar has done. Um, I I'm on record. I think now because I've said it since, but saying that. I feel like How to Train a Dragon should have beat Toy Story 3 at the Oscars that year. If there was, again, like if it was a different year, it absolutely would have won. Man, Toy Story 3 is a juggernaut, though. Uh, it, it, it's it was. a juggernaut. To- um, Toy Story 3, the, dude. That so, this, so that Oof. first film is still in my top five favorite films of all time. Um, it's never moved. Yeah. Um, and the second one, rewatching this, so good. Um, so I think basically because of that, probably I'd give it an eight. Um, but it's not the end I would I wanted. And that's kind of a bummer. Um, but maybe in hindsight, I'll look on. I'll look on it uh, more favorably. Yeah. And again, um, like if, if you like any of these movies, like definitely see it. Like it's worth seeing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Shall we move on to our book club? Hey, welcome to the Fake Nerd Comic Shop. Yeah. Hi. Um. Do you have any books? Uh, could you be a little bit more specific? Um. Anything readable? All right, the time now for our book club. Yep. Ben, take it away. Yep, so we're going back to one of my favorite franchises of all time, but this one is kind of a... Well, it's it's a, it's a weird one. It's Sonic Genesis by uh, Ian Flynn and Patrick Spaziante doing the um, writing and art and the stuff. And the reason why I picked this is because this was written for the 20th anniversary of Sonic the Hedgehog. Obviously, we know that Sonic the Hedgehog has been around since 1991, and when this came out, it was during that 20th year, Sonic Generations was coming out, so there's a huge Sonic buzz. And obviously the comics that have been running for 20 plus years, or by then almost 20 years, they're like, yeah, we got to do something about it. So they they added something called the Genesis Wave and took Sonic back to its roots. So it takes place during the first three the Sonic Genesis games. Wave? Yeah. From Star Trek? No. Oh. Could be. But yes. Could be. Yes. But at the same time, added something that kind of causes me a little bit problems with sonic books that came after this and we will get into that but first i'm like in star trek could tie in now no they're both owned no. by dw stop no guys weird things no happen. transformers t- uh, x-men weird green lantern happen. it could it could happen but i just want to talk to two guys who did right because brian sadly didn't have a chance I had a very busy week it's all good broden so what did you guys think because i know last time i broden what did you say broden no I said so it's all good broden i'm broden Shut up, Brody. Okay. <laughs> so, because last time I picked a Sonic uh, book, you guys were kind of lukewarm and such. But so, how'd you think about this later? Uh, uh, title? I like this a lot more than the last one. I'll tell you that. All right. Um, it, it's um, it's it's a it's a nice brisk read. Like it's it's an all ages book. Like uh-huh. it's not there's not a lot of huge words. So yeah. I'm, I'm more familiar <laughs> with with these comics than, yeah. than the others are. But uh-huh. um, so I I always like I enjoy the mm-hmm. one you brought up the first time fine but it's very it's very dated and it's right oh yeah i want to know why you pick sonic genesis because the the comics around it they are more serious yeah. about what the the stories that they're telling well the you reason decided to tell the story where it goes back and to writes things <laughs> like like it did in the old comics so we're doing that same kind of so, no offense bad writing again yeah and i was and i was like what Why'd you pick this one? Here's the reason. Though, though, art is really pretty. Oh yeah, um, Spaz, uh, Spaz, he's been he's been drawing Sonic for years. I don't think he's on the IDW train, sadly. But Tracy Arley and Ben Bates, they also do art when Spaz isn't, and it's amazing. 
and I enjoy it quite a bit. But the reason why is because this is for me the because this was marks the beginning of the end when Sonic had his turn at Archie. Because after this, um, I'm going to spoil it for you because in the epilogue, Sally, Sonic's major love interest, and through over 15 plus years has had an up and down relationship. They finally get together again and she becomes roboticized. And there is this huge long arc of her over a year's worth of comics of her working with Robotnik, a.k.a. Eggman. Mm -hmm. And her almost killing Jim Carrey. Stop it. I almost made the same joke like five minutes ago. (laughs) But there also, but in the books, there are times where she almost kills Sonic, and there are times where she herself almost dies at the hands of Robotnik because it just screws Sonic up. And then the crossover with Mega Man happened, and then we got the reboot, and it ruined all those storylines. Because I was looking forward to like how they gonna fix Sally, how they gonna beat Robotnik, uh, Antoine. He was he was in a coma. He could have. Oh, could've... you mean Antoine Depardieu, the best character in this book? <laughs> yeah. He was his real name is actually De Colette, but they changed names. Antoine Depardieu, he's a, he's a French dude. Yeah, he's he's he saved this book for me. Well, in yeah, in the in the original book, his real name his is uh, De Colette, but of course for Genesis they go back, they harken back to the early earlier books of Sonic the Hedgehog, where their names it was Boomer and it was Antoine Depardieu. So here, and they all talk like goofy early Saturday morning cartoon yes. characters. Yeah. So here's the, here's, here's the cast list. we got Sonic the Hedgehog, who's our super speedy hero. we got Sally Acorn, who's the courageous leader. we got Boomer Walrus, the mechanic, and my favorite character, Antoine Depardieu, who is easily startled. Yeah. That yeah. was... That, uh, I got another one. They essentially really took the comic cast and threw them into the games, because those characters were never in the video games. Those were all created by Sega. Or uh, not... Uh, they were created by the writers. Dr. Eggman and, and Snively are the bad guys, and then mm-hmm. also starring Antoine Depardieu, he jumps at shadows. Yeah. I loved him. He's great. Um, yeah. So yeah, this book's just like, hey, we got to yeah. meet Doctor Eggman. We're yeah. in a weird reality. I this, woke it, up from this crazy. Yeah, but we see that this is not the first time we see Genesis Wave because we see the Genesis Wave again with the first crossover. And then is that with the Emerald Crystal, the Emerald, uh, the Master Emerald, the Chaos Emeralds? Is that what that the, is? The camera, the Chaos Emeralds. Okay. Yeah. And then we see it again with the second Mega Man Sonic crossover. And at that point, I'm just like, can we just because the Genesis Wave essentially turns into a plot device. Yes. Literally. Where so, it's like, I'm going to rewrite all reality. Yes. So, first of all... That's the Annihilation Wave. First of all, yes. First of all, Sonic is Goku. Yeah. Uh, because he loves to fight. And anytime he's fighting, he's like, man, that was great. That was fun. And he turns into a Super Saiyan. So, Sonic is Goku. Uh, it's canon. Uh, he's also an idiot. And he's mean. Sonic's yeah. a jerk in this book to his friends. Let me oh, tell yeah. you. Um, hey, back in the nineties, he was a good, he was, when he was marketed by the Sega that was games. A cool attitude. It was the cool. That was the cool kids attitude of the early nineties. Friendship's uh, stupid, but so, like, don't go anywhere because okay, I kind of need you. But like, shut up. So two twenty six and two, through two twenty nine is 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 the arc. The Genesis yes. song, that takes yeah. place in this other reality. Yeah. Uh, you told me to read other things for context. Yes. So I read the rate the, the two twenty six two twenty nine, and that uh-huh. thing ends with everyone dying, and I'm like, yeah, what the. F- what? Yeah, Sally I legit- died. I legitimately was like, wait, what? You see Sally die. Yeah. I was like, that's this is good. Yeah. And then I and then, and I, then, it goes and then I went back to 225 and realized that Eggman hit a reality because button or I, something. Because I, I, I know at the time, Archie Comics was also in a big lawsuit with Ken Penders, who is also a former Sonic the Hedgehog writer. Mm. He is the guy who wrote a bunch of stuff in the early in the 90s and also was writing the Knuckles the Echidna and he created a bunch of characters for Knuckles the Echidna. Mm-hmm. And there is this huge lawsuit about using those characters. So I think that not only was this a way for um, Archie to like kind of scoot away from that, from getting in that further into that lawsuit and getting further in trouble. Okay. And also Sega was also on their backs too. So it's like, hey, we can use this thing called the Genesis Wave 
to erase those characters because after the, the Sonic Mega Man crossover, the first one, char- fan favorite characters like Julie Sue were gone. Julie Sue, don't get don't read into it. So, um, I understand why this. I, I know why this comic exists. It's you know twentieth mm-hmm. anniversary celebration and yeah. all that. Um, it's it's just an odd one for me. Yeah. Yeah, because I I'm a fan of where the Sonic comics started going, uh-huh. which is. Things like I'm showing Brandon, where Sally runs down a hall and gets shot. Yeah, dies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you should see like Brandon hits no, the reality look, button, and this is the panel. It's seriously like actually sad. This and is the comics. See what we read originally, Brandon, when he did the book club the first time. This is the that same line. This is where it eventually got to. They started writing these characters with like serious arcs. Yeah, this and they don't talk good. like Saturday, Saturday yeah. morning cartoon characters anymore. However, when you hit the Genesis arc. They go back to pay homage to that, so all of them are written the same way as they were back in those old comics, and it becomes weaker. I have very many questions. Uh, Chief among them, why is that story, why is Sally being shot included in this book because, if it was supposed because to be? Because it leads into Genesis. Because, because what happens right here is Eggman hits this button right after she's shot. He has, the re- he has the Infinity Gauntlet, essentially. And he rewrites their reality into being back in the initial first video games and now time period. And that, that's where... And everything resets. And that's where mm-hmm. Sonic stories are just from now on? No. no because it goes... At the end of this arc of four issues... Reality gets... Reality gets back pulled to back to what it's supposed to be. It's like a pocket dimension. Up, and so Sonic goes back in time a bit and saves Sally from being shot. But she winds up getting roboticized. Yes. Now, my point being that the writing in the prologue and the epilogue is better than the writing in the main event because yeah. they're not trying to write those cartoony characters. Yes. Yeah. And it's actually pretty badass what's uh-huh. happening in the Sonic comics outside of this oh, Genesis yeah, the art event. Is different. Yep. Yes, it's really cool. I like what Sonic comics yeah. were doing around this time. Like I, when Right before the first crossover with Mega Man, I was looking forward to how they were going to save Sally. And how, because there's all this like, there's even political, Brandon, your favorite, political intrigue. Because there's this whole Ooh. fight for the crown. Star Wars prequels? <laughs> well, Did someone say Star Wars prequels? Did someone say Star Wars prequels? But there is a, a long-standing character who is also not in the new com- in the Sonic books, by the way. He was, I am the Senate. He, tur- <laughs> he turned traitor. He turned traitor, and he employed this evil wizard as Keegan. The there's... attack on my life <laughs> has <laughs> left me scarred. <laughs> Go ahead, then. There is a character, Brandon, who was um, who was a long-standing character, also was a love interest for Sally at one point, mm. has turned traitor. He was a sleeper agent for years. Mm. Like the Jedi. Essentially, yeah. And then he puts this one guy... I'm on this... Palpatine's side, by the way. I don't know if I made that clear. We get it. <laughs> and then he puts this evil dude king. So there, so not only does Song have to deal with Ixis Nagus as being king, he has to deal with Eggman. He also has to deal with his girlfriend being a robot. And then reset, Mega Man, reset again, everything's fixed. So they oh, just put a dead stop, uh, dead cold stop to some amazing storylines. Like, and the books after those, it feels like you less so good. wanted to talk about this book and more so wanted to talk about what this book did to Sonic. It kind of yeah, that's the thing because as much as you know me, huge Sonic fan, I love how they went back to Genesis to, to put mm, they put they put the old games back in the comics. The book club. They put the old games back in the comics. Yeah. But then they just keep hitting the reset button, and then Archie had this problem. And now Sonic's back with IDW, and those books are a lot better than God. Okay, so I, they're good. I, you go, go. I I was just you've answered it, so I don't need you to go through it again. But right. I was just I was just very confused why you selected this 
is because for, this was when... No, 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 I know, you've said it. I'm mm-hmm. saying that, for me, it was confusing because we've done Book Club of Sonic before, and uh-huh. I don't know why you'd pick a thing. I'm specifically talking about for Brandon here. Yeah. I don't know why you'd pick a thing where most of it is written without real stakes and with uh, the same old writing, which was the thing Brandon didn't really like the first time we did the Sonic comics, and not show the things that are actually cool and happening around this story was kind of a weird choice. That's all I'm I'm really getting at. Okay. Um, I was because, definitely more because interested in the death and hundred percent like yeah. is that stuff that's happening in the comics. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't I don't really like it's cool for like the the 20th anniversary tribute sense of it, like going back to this time period. But oh, there's look, nothing, how did these monsters get their names? But there's nothing. Stuff really important happening yeah. because all of it is inconsequential to what's happening in the issues outside of it right and those issues are intriguing and interesting and well drawn and better written uh so this was kind of a a, a weird one to go with uh, it felt like a weird misstep into sonic the hedgehog i i i didn't realize that flynn, my, uh... i didn't realize that flynn wrote this piece mm-hmm. uh when when I'd heard about it before that he was the one writing it. Cause I'd seen pieces and I'm like, Oh man, that looks like a step backwards writing wise. Um, I get that. It's also tributing to the old comics, but it's just uh, like what's happening around it is so much more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And you, I, I said it before, but this is, I mean, I enjoy Sonic Genesis obviously, but this is where the comics started to take a downhill turn. They were doing such great things. And then the crossover with Mega Man happened. And then that just... All the book clubs we can pick, let's pick a bad one. <laughs> yeah, I think it was one of the book clubs. Anyway, uh, Ryan, what's your... Hold on, no. I, this is my favorite line from the from the book. Uh, so Sally's like, well, welcome to the scenic scrap brain zone. And Sonic's like, seriously, it's scrap brain? What does that even mean? And she's like, what do you want from me, Sonic? He's a man-man who puts animals into robots and wants to conquer the world. What do you want? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. There's, there's, there there's, are some there's gems. There's kernels of good stuff. There are some gems. There's, yeah. there's good one-liners. What do you want, let's, Sonic? Uh, shall we wrap this up? Yeah. Um, we got it. Sure. Get going. Um, okay. Uh, so, cool. I forgot how to get the, out of the book club. The Sonic comics are, are cool things. Uh, yeah. There are I some was... cool things that happen around this time period of Sonic yeah. comics when you get into those, even before this, but like in the 200s issues, there's a lot of cool stuff. Um, the, the specific Genesis storyline is kind of uh, meandering and a little it. Yeah. I will say, like, I... If you would have put a, a different set of issues, it, I'd be different. It'd be a different story because like the Genesis stuff is fine, but mm-hmm. like the stuff surrounding it, like I had an actual emotional reaction to it because that's drawn and like presented really well instead of like the old school like '90s comics. And I'm like, mm-hmm. man, I almost want to read Sonic. Sonic now, almost. I, I read Sonic. Sonic. Um. Mm-hmm. All right, that'll do it for us then. Um. Next week we're gonna we're gonna skip Ryan's book club. And we're yeah. gonna do Deadly Class. We're gonna talk about the no, first volume. No, we're not. Damn it, it's Umbrella Academy. There it is. I always do that. We're going to talk about Umbrella Academy. It's going to be the first volume and the first episode of the series. I'm probably going to watch more, but we'll we'll do the first episode. Yeah, and the first, yeah, we'll, first we'll do what is... we did with Deadly Class, which is we will talk about the first episode and the first volume of the show. Um, certainly, like, if either of us have watched a little more of Umbrella Academy, we can certainly... Because, like, it, but... I'll, I'll tell you now, like, the first episode <clears throat> is, like, the first issue. So, it's like, <laughs> there's not going to be a lot more to talk about, to be honest. Sure, but, I mean, yeah. we, had the, we had a similar thing with Deadly Class, where yeah. we just, you know... How's it doing? You know, get as far We're as you, checking out. you know what with Umbrella Academy. Get as far as you can yeah. in the week. Just if you can, just watch the first episode if you can. Yeah, 100%. Um, our MCU special is up. I'm sorry that was late, but it is up now. Um, so check that out. We go through the Marvel Cinematic Universe in chronological order. Ooh. Have a fun little uh, jaunty debate about it. Jaunty. Um, our that's it. Right? Yeah. We have a Patreon if you want to check that out. I'll link it in below. We have a T-Pub. A new Miscellaneous episode came out this week. I'm getting there. I'm okay. getting there. Well, you asked if that was it, and I was like, well. Oh, as far as this show goes. Sure. It's coming up. 
Captain Marvel's in a couple weeks. Heck yeah. Um, we have a Patreon. I'll link that below if you guys are interested. Uh, chucking a buck to keep the lights on. Chucking a buck. Um, T Public. We have some shirts. Uh, I changed the I changed the Baker podcast shirt to blue. It's a royal blue now. I was hesitant because I didn't think that would look good, but it actually, it looks really good. So uh, check that one out if you can. Um, yeah, we do. Like Spark said, we do have a new miscellaneous out. Uh, it's my report on Thanatos. Um, so check that one out. I yeah. also I also did another article. Um, on, it's online. On my I saw link. that one. Thank you. Um, nice job. Thank you. Um, I'll uh, link that below if anyone's interested as well. It's about the Academy Awards. Yeah, so it's a little re- relevant to what Brandon, Brandon wasn't going to say it, but it's about the Academy Awards. Yeah. It's on my Instagram also, if you guys care. Anyway, um, thank you to everyone who listens. As you know, we are a uh, Funko affiliate. Use the promo code SHOP10 using the, the link in the description uh, to get 10% off your purchase. Um, thank you to everyone who listens. We greatly appreciate it. Until uh, Thank you to Jeremy Bellucci for our uh, theme musics and thingies and collaborations along Thanks, the whatevers. Yeah. And he has a show called Suburban Proctologist. Check that one out. It's very funny. You can find him at Jeremy Bellucci Keyboards. Uh, Serpent Proctologist is ramping up. Uh, he's getting a new uh, new logo. <gasps> Ooh. Should be cool. Uh, which we may make a shirt out of. I don't know. We're, we're entering in negotiations, him and I. Um, you can find him on iTunes. Uh, Facebook.com slash Serpent Proctologist official. Instagram at Serpent Podcast. Um, I had a thought about answering this phone and having her end the show, but I decided against it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Mike Medola, thank you uh, for our logos. We greatly appreciate that. Uh, always such a great fun working with him. You can find him at Mike Patola. Check out his artwork, guys. It's fucking it's freaking amazing. Um, you can find him on Twitter. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Fakner Podcast. FakenerGuys at gmail.com. If you'd like to get in touch with us personally, I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Sparks. You can also find Fakner Podcast Twitch, right? Well, I was going to get to it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll get to it. Sparks. Because well, you were saying we're Facebook Fake Nerd Podcast. Oh, it's, it's, fake, it's fake Nerds Play. On fake, fake, nerds nerds play. play. fake Nerds Play. On Twitch. Yeah. Fake Nerds Play on Twitch. Yes. yes. Sparks, where can I find you? Uh, Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter, S-P-A-R-K-Z Witty. Ryan, where can I find you? DJ Tony Snark at everything. Ben, where can I find you? Ben Magnet 27. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, rate and review wherever you, us, wherever you get us. We greatly appreciate it. Until next week, guys, stay fake nerds. <laughs>